11 o'clock comics episode 133 yeah, a little bit of mic distortion. I was going to say, my mic. Can you hear me? Can you hear right here? Wait, what's that? It's all right. Huh? Uh-huh. The copy and print music is on. Yay. Yay, yay. Jason, I got a word for you. When we, get, when we get into later on talking about the stuff we want to talk about, I got some, I got some street word for you that I just learned yes. today. Language? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a cool word because I, I heard the word. Well, I read the word initially, and it didn't say what it meant. And so I went out here the dictionary and I looked it up, and, and now I know it's a combination of two words. So it makes it makes sense now, but by I itself. Language because uh, I just got back from parent-teacher night, and I. Uh, Good news is I'm raising a bunch of geniuses. Bad news is they're all a bunch of sh- they all push shenanigans. Oh, <laughs> oh like father like son. It's true. It's true. My wife, mastermind, dude, son. dude, you should see the evil looks my wife gives me on the drive home because both sons now, <laughs> all the academic stuff. Oh, testing out, maxed out, great. Oh, they're good here, blah blah blah. But you know, he just needs to learn how to control himself in class. He goofs off. He jokes around. And I'm just like, and she just knows that was me as a kid. So she just looks at me like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you married me. What the hell? What do you expect? Raising some well, little Deadpools. As long as they're not humping anything, you're all right. Nah, not humping. Yeah. Nah, Wait, do wait, wait you get those comments? Humping. You know, they're laughing at other people <laughs> humping. Problem. Your, son, your son won't stop humping the, the, the chalkboard. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're the teacher. Deal with it. That's right. Sounds like something out of Pim and Francie. Needs a, a hose. Hey, everybody. <laughs> 11 o'clock comics, 133. I am Vince B. And a poet. A poet. You didn't know it. Yep. You're a poet. Oh. How did this happen? Uh, he didn't get See. it. No. Sorry. I'm a little dense tonight. Yeah, this oh. is a sign of Yeah, rock and star, folks. Mr. Bigot. And Chris, uh, uh, wait, who are you again, sir? I'm Christopher Neesman. Awesome. Yeah, not not quite lucid yet. I'm yeah, I, I can't wait for him to start talking about that new show, Mark and Mindy. I am I'm, David I'm, I'm, I, I was going to say I'm, I'm tired Ooh. from from standing in line voting. So oh um, really? Yeah. We were out in like ten fifteen minutes. I was out in like two minutes. There was nobody right. in line. It was great. Two minutes. Well, you know, I, I had to. I was waiting with all the dead people here in Chicago. So nice. Yeah, hey, it's fast when you vote just Republican. I was in there for like one second. Bing. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Straight down, baby. New Actually, job next time. Maybe I vote for you. Half of my ballot literally had no no opponent. <laughs> our mayor and our two-town councilmen ran unopposed. So Nice. Uh, anyway, and that's because, of course, I am the Jungle Princess's arch enemy, Tiger Boss. No, you're not. You're the guy that stepped on David Price. No, I didn't. You're <laughs> I stepped on him. I no. stepped on David. <laughs> no, you're not the Tiger Boss. Holy shit. You're Jason Wood. Happy? Otherwise known as Tiger Boss. No, nah, you're not. And and this uh, tiger by the Trainer. tail has been yeah, has been brought to you by DCBService.com. That's discount <laughs> comic yes, yes. discount comic book service where you, Mister Comic Book Collector out there, or Miss Ms. Comic Book Collector, because there no probably will be some women interested in the in the art form very soon. I would guess you can get <laughs> your comic books really cheap. 
Huge, huge discounts. You can't believe it. You're not going to pay retail for comics ever again. DCBService.com. 35 on this end. That's the low end. All the way up to 75% off selected items in their little spotlight specials they have every month. Now, I'm sure that the order form is closed, so I can't pimp anything for them because I don't know. They haven't um, sent out their discounted items yet. But when they do, I'll let you know, and you know they're going to be hugely discounted. So go on over, hop on over there, dcbservice.com. You can find new books by Steve Ditko. That is nothing to sneeze at right there. New books by Steve Ditko? They're crazy. But they're new. <laughs> Go get them. DCBService.com. Did you see what was uh, re-solicited this month? Re-solicited? Um, by what company? Uh, I believe by Vertigo, although they were not the ones that put it out originally. Oh. Um, I don't know. My previews is not no, here, it is. or I would tell you. Open road, baby. Oh, yeah. Did you see that it's almost $5 more? Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. What, what is it? Off oh, road. Oh, off off road. Yeah, okay. off road. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. He got a nice new off, cover yeah, in in his yeah, in his nice new. There. Oh man, it's time for me to sell my sell my original First print. copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine's signed by the man. I can't sell it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Someone give me. Yeah, I saw that thing going for like eighty dollars. Just wait for it to be a TV. What? Show. I, I was say it is time to sell your, your your Walking Dead issues if you have them for sure. Yeah, you know, I you know what I was, I was I've got the the Walking Dead the the deluxe the the, you know, the slip yeah no not the compendium the the first volume deluxe oh. in the slip in the slipcase yeah. and I've got it signed by Kirkman Moore and Adward. Oh, you got to sell that shit. Yeah, I don't know what I could sell that for. But I'd say I'm at least sure. four or five hundred. <laughs> Yow. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I should. <laughs> I saw I saw a picture of Tony Moore's uh Walking Dead art on uh on eBay that had a buy it now of eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> Let me say this. Uh you know, two New York Comic Cons ago, uh I looked at Tony's art and hadn't really gotten into collecting a lot of original pages then. That was just when I started dipping my toe in the water. And Tony's he handles his own art sales. Well, actually, his wife. <laughs> Tony's it, uh, wife handles. His yeah, own. yeah, and 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 his stuff is gorgeous, and and he had a lot of great pages. But they were, and I was t- torn between Walking Dead and, and Fear Agent, but but they were not inexpensive, not ridiculously expensive for uh, certainly worth worth the money. But they were at the higher end of what I was comfortable spending at that time on on one page. So I didn't buy anything, and I'm just killing myself now because it's one of those things like you're. I'm never getting a chance to pay what I could have paid two years ago again. So. Oh yeah, I mean, because I mean, he did what six issues, so those those pages are either well, it's long the first or gone. Too, which, which, although it ultimately, I don't know, it means something to a lot of people, you know. So yeah, it, yeah. and and in one on one hand, it kind of sucks that it takes five point three million people or eight point one. Yeah, if you count all three airings, mm-hmm. it, it takes that many people to get really good art noticed. People should notice this shit on their own. It, it, why does it take a, a TV show to say, "Hey, I, I didn't know about that"? You know, because people don't like to seek things out on their own. Well, they should. They, yes, should. they should. And and again, it is it is the the uh, area of the publisher to give a little bit of help in that respect too. But you know, yeah. it, that's crazy. I mean, that now all these people are discovering what we already knew. 
Tony Moore and Charlie Adler are badass, very good at what they do. And now the good for them though, the end result, good for them that they're mm-hmm. they're going to command higher prices for them. I uh yep, in honor of that I did go ahead and buy a Charlie Adler page because I presume that it's now or never for him as well at this point. So yeah, might might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Might not be. Well, speaking, of, I uh, I had posted on uh, on the forum uh, today or yesterday. I uh, I picked up uh, one of Scotty Young's Oz pages. Yes, that, you did. Uh, Very nice. I, I had seen that uh, that Paolo from Cadence Cadence Comic Art, which is Scotty's art dealer, had reduced uh, some of the prices on on Scotty's Oz pages. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Probably probably need to go and and take a look. And I'm just just tickled pink with the page I got. It's. Um, uh, it's. I think it's actually the the first, uh, um, quote unquote, the first appearance of the, uh, the Wicked Witch in yeah, the yeah. in the in the series. So yeah, I picked that up from uh, from uh, the fine folks over at Cadence. So uh, so run over to the forum and check it out because I'm proud of it. It's awesome. Yep. Hey. Yep. Very cool. Let's do the drink roll call before we wade into the Walking oh. Dead anymore any further. That's right. That's Instead. right. Uh, well, Vince, why don't you lead us off? Poor man's rocket fuel. The blue mountains, are, the mountains are blue, which means my Coors Light is the. Oh, God. I'm sorry. You, you, you are you are full on Republican tonight, it's aren't you? It's all I had. Jesus. It's God. all. Hey, it's got a vented. Um, are you wearing mouthpiece. like you know bib overalls with no fucking shirt? <laughs> no, I just want. I just would prefer if things went back to working the way they should. Working instead changers. of instead uh, of this this stuff. Let's not get into this. Yeah, we don't yeah, need this. You know, let's not give them more than 18 months. Uh, David, how about you? What are you drinking? Uh, Gallo Family Cabernet Sauvignon from California. Oh, I like that. Can you say it again? Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> nice. That's for you, baby. That's kind of sexy. Do it again. <laughs> Doesn't Wood want to go? Jason. No, I want to hear you do it again. You do it again. <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. Oh, nice. Thank you, Looking David. Hot, dude. Oh, Miss, Mr. Wood. Chris, I'm gonna make you real happy. Uh-huh. Make you real happy, buddy. Um, we got a, a we had visitors and they brought tidings as visitors often do. And um, so they uh, they brought a bottle of what's that? What do you say? I missed that little slide. Were they, were they documented? Documented. <laughs> See now, 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 your turn to play, Chris. It's infecting uh, us. Hey, maybe it's the virus from Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, not me. Not I me. It's not whole, gonna get me. I missed the whole narrative here. I spray my balls with Lysol. Did they, did they have their papers? Were they legal? Were they? Ah, uh, I see. I got you. Got it you. was. It was. It was another political jab. Uh, okay. So, uh, so they brought me something, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna. This is about two weeks ago, and I said I'm gonna wait and open this up and drink it uh, when we record because it'll make Chris happy. Uh-huh. So I am sitting here sipping on a reasonably sized glass of Johnny Walker Gold. Hey. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. It's damn good. Wow. I have to say, you know, I'm not as people know from listening to the show. I'm not a huge whiskey guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of self-teaching my, you know, getting self-taught here over the last few years, just little by little. But um, I've had the, I guess, more pedestrian versions of Johnny Walker at times in my life. Um, never, never loved it versus hated it. It was fine, whatever. But uh, but no, this was, uh, I guess, gold. It's a it's a blend of what 15 different. Malts and uh, wow, it's, uh, eighty proof, and uh, I guess it's uh, it's, it's aged between fifteen and eighteen years per bottle. I don't, I don't think they they don't delineate 
more specifically. Well, yeah, because the boiling, sure. There you so. go. But uh, it's freaking really good, dude. It's uh, it's That's... it's delicious. I have to say, it it goes down smooth. Awesome. I guess maybe crisp because of the blend. Is that what makes it smooth? Do you think it's uh, well, it's, you know, it's eighty proof, so it's not going to be it's not going to be super hot on your palate mm-hmm. anyway. It's not uh, it's not you know not a ton of alcohol in it. But yeah, I'm sure it's probably you know really you know really nicely refined scotch. I'm not a huge scotch guy. I need to talk yeah, to Chris Campbell about that. It's, uh, yeah, Chris, if you're listening, tell me what you think if you've had Johnny Walker Gold. I have to say, I do like it more than, I guess, what's is black the normal the one? The- Red and black. And I've had the blue, which is is Well, blue is the highest end. Good. I mean, blue yeah. is 200 a bottle or something like that. So It was, yeah, and I had like a, a like a half a shot of it, and I sipped on it for a while, and it was delicious. But uh, yes. no, of course, was twelve ninety nine for the case, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking overpriced. What you pay for, uh, yummy! My mom, my can turns colors. It's overpriced. It's good <laughs> on his palate too. And if you would like to respond to any of this going on, please come over to our forum. You know, you know what? You know what, they, you know what? You know what they say about Coors Light, right? Why? It's like screwing in a canoe. I've never done that. I, yeah. I can imagine yeah. it's kind of hard to do. It's, this episode is going to be subtitled "The Episode Where We All Fell Flat." Yes. <laughs> Not in a canoe. You can't. Uh, why? You mean it? It's easy to tip. It's, but no, it's fucking close to water. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, that was quite <laughs> clever. But anyway, if you would like to comment on any of these shenanigans, come on over to our forum, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum right david absolutely david. and and we would be glad to have you and i won't see the posts if they're there they're during the day <laughs> but after after work hours yeah i can see them but um all right let's tiptoe into the walking dead or i can tell you what I'm oh doing. yeah oh wait wait chris didn't tell us what he's drinking no he didn't damn sorry do it awesome. no I, i'm just i'm just going uh old school um and uh, back to my roots, I'm sipping on some uh, some old granddad 114. So there you go. Yeah, a little nice. uh, a little bit harsher than than Jason's Scotch, but but that's all right. I need to throw we, an ice cube or two in this. That's we have conceptual proof. continuity yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you're sipping on an old granddad. Kind of meshes well with the book I read this week. <laughs> no, I bet it does. Oh, it oh, does. <laughs> It's great, but let's talk about Walking Dead. Oh my God, I watched oh, it twice. Yeah. I Suck watched it, it twice. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, I, I I figured I, it's so busy around here, and it was nice that it was on at ten o'clock because all my obligations were in the can. Here. I held up the old finger of retreat. You know, when the finger goes up and they all back away. <laughs> it, it was like one minute to ten. I I get, didn't gave him the old zapper face, and and it started. I was like, "This is better than I could have ever hoped it would be." I agree. It was. Uh, you, we we talk a lot about expectations and how that can couch your 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 experience. You know, sometimes you can go into a film or a comic or a album and have almost no expectations, and then it pleasantly surprises you. But you know, you could have taken the same work, and if you had put a lot of expectations on it, it could have disappointed you uh-huh. and i feel like i went into this in in spite of of not intending to with enormous expectations i mean because the Huge. hype was tremendous and the yeah. the book we've talked about it a million times and i just i i genuinely expected that this would have to be amazing and uh and it it did it it, it absolutely did it a- andrew lincoln i feel from this first episode 
will be able to carry the show. Yeah, I mean, they had to have snag someone to play Rick because Rick is he's the 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 the, the center of the wheel everything revolves around him and he has to be at least believable strong uh, actor that can carry that kind of weight this guy i think this guy can do it yeah he was, and it's, he was it's, great it's, it's impressive because he's he's british and so he's oh, not yeah. just playing an american he's playing it, you know a, uh, an american from you know from the south and, yeah. and not even the deep south you know it's it's basically being um what uh kentucky georgia kentucky, yeah yeah, Kentucky's where they start. So, I mean, I don't know if he has like that, you know, that definite Kentucky accent down, but um, it was believable for me. So, yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't worried so much about the accent as the delivery, and I just thought, man, I mean, this guy can cry on command, you know. <laughs> so, it's just, and that—that's not make or break an actor but i mean just the the interaction between him and the and the people he meets and this guy's believable very good i love lenny james uh you guys know i was a big fan of of jericho uh-huh yeah he, he yeah. played he played one of the pro central protagonists on jericho um and uh, i didn't know he was going to be in this and he's not i mean he, he's probably only in it for that episode at least for this season obviously but uh but i, I love him too and he's another brit he's uh, got a strong cockney accent so he was uh he, he's in a couple episodes of the first season of uh human target and he's great in that yeah i heard that too right yeah, yeah I, it, it's actually made me the fact that he's in it and then as we talked about last week the uh woman from um from uh deadwood, deadwood i, I yeah. want to watch catch up and DV, mm -hmm. get the dvd of the uh, first season to catch up yeah you know what i'm gonna love the most about this tv show what's that is that as things happen in the TV show, we can finally fucking talk about them and not worry about anyone being good spoiled. Point, actually. That's yeah, good point. but, yeah, but we, you know what? It's not going to be a carbon copy of the comic. It should no, be. but I think all the main notes will be. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, um, did, did you did, did any of you guys go back and read the first yeah. you know issue issue and well, a half in, our, after in the forum thread? I actually posted a bunch of. Um, Bullet points of things specifically that I found that were different from the comic to the show. Well, Kurtzman, go ahead. He's on record. I mean, as saying this is not going to be a beat-for-beat beat retelling of the comic book. You, oh, there, he and there, Darabont have, all, have both said that that one of the one of the great things is going to be the going off in these little cul-de-sacs along the way and exploring you know different different uh, character moments and and finding these little side stories not even in between issues but sometimes between panels but i but think he's that, he's even but, introducing new characters though yeah but but i think what they've talked about is that is that the main narrative is going to stay is going to stay pretty solid you know i i would expect for them to end up at a prison at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the high points are going to be there, but... Oh, we lost David. Oh. oh. He's going to... Uh, well, we better get him back, because David loves his TV. David, why did you leave us, darling? There's that sound. Well, David's back. There you go. If we had any voicemails, I could have stuck it in there. <laughs> one of these days uh, but I wanted to say this in front of David because there are going to be new characters that are going to be on the show uh, two of them called Merle and Daryl Dixon and guess who plays one of them David I'll, te I'll tell you Michael Rooker yes I saw that in the uh, in, in the previews for, for yeah. upcoming scenes and Norman Reedus Interesting. I don't know how I feel about all that hmm 
Oh, I, I think that's that's like uh, adding value to the show because like we already know the majority of the sh- of the stuff that plays out. I mean, now we got something. I mean, aside from seeing one of our favorite comic books come to life on TV, now we have uh, surprises in store. Yeah, I guess you're right. As long as they don't dramatically change the key notes of the of the book, you know. Right. Like for yeah, you know, as as long as it, as long as the the tone stays consistent, and you know, and we've talked talked about it before. As long as it doesn't become a show about zombies, I think I it'll be okay. I don't think well, there's any chance of that with right? Kirk I mean, in there. Yeah. yeah, I think that first episode sort of set the tone there, right? You see, there were some people on Twi- on Twitter tweeting that it was boring. Yeah, I don't know. Did, did you know, they un- unplug their t- their brains to plug in the TV? Well, what's funny is. Um, so the threads that we have in our forum and and you know other geek slash comic forums like in the iFanboy thread and stuff all pretty much universally ranging from really liked it loved it to maybe some people thought it was good but not great you know but nobody really saying oh it was terrible uh, the very lengthy thread we have about it in the football guys message board mm-hmm. I would say half the people were critical of it including many that thought it was boring yeah so. Oh. I, I wonder if it has something well, to do with your, your familiarity with the source material and also what you think of, you know, so it seemed like the people that thought it was boring, A, weren't really familiar with the source material, and B, thought it was going to be a zombie show. You know, well, what, you, what, what, did, what, did, what did AMC show before, right before The Walking Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, did well, they the, yeah. the, the The ugly bastard stepchild Dawn of the Dead. Not the original Dawn of the Dead. Big Reams? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mind Dawn. I actually kind of like Dawn of the Dead. No, it's but, not bad, but I mean, it's a yeah, like good movie. It's a decent movie all on its own, but it's It has not, Ving Rhames, so it can't be that It's bad. not the original. No. Right, right. Yeah, obviously. But, but no, so uh, my point to you, Vince, is that I, I'm not surprised to hear some people on Twitter thinking that because, I, I, again, in a non-geek-related forum where a lot of people congregate and talk about lots of things, there were plenty of people that thought that. And again, I just think their expectations were something different. They thought it was going to be more akin to, you know, Night of the Living Dead for the new millennium or something, you know, so. Well, I, that would get old pretty fast, don't you think? Well, correct. But again, that's because we have thought through... The same thing that made me doubtful about reading the comic for a while is the same thing I think you're talking about there, which is that how long can you go with a zombie book? And then as we or anyone that has read it have told people is the magic of the book, the reason it's going to go for hundreds of issues is that it's not really a zombie book. Zombies are the mechanism with which Kirkman puts these people into tragic and difficult circumstances that they have to deal with one another. You know, the zombies right. are the, the environmental uh, influence on their existence, and yet that's a difficult concept to articulate to someone when you're trying to sell a TV show, right? I mean, you, have to, yeah. you can't say, "Well, the zombies are really a mechanism for having." I mean, that's not going to attract people, right? You have to sell it as it's a world full of fucking zombies, and these people are finding a way to live. I mean, right. So, but he, even uh, the best zombie stories are not about zombies. Uh, all the Romero movies, up until Correct. well, up into up to and including Day, are not about zombies. Uh, so right, but even the tone of those are different, and and also to remember the time, right? We're at a time now where you've had things like 
28 Days Later, which I thought was fantastic. But again, that's a, yeah. you know, those are zombies that are super action, you know, they're super fast, smart zombies, right? They're almost like humans. And you've got all these video games now where you have, you know, you know, uh, God, I mean, there's, there's, you know, Left 4 Dead and, and Resident Evil and where, where, where you, you've kind of transcended the classic Romero zombie into a world where you have, mutant zombies and zombies that that you know you, you have these first person shooters where these creatures are smart and fast and 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 hard to take down so the general consumers expectations for what they're going to expect from that kind of environment or scene i think are vastly different than someone that maybe came up watching a romero film and appreciates the subtleties of what a zombie movie's tone yeah. is you know what i mean i just think it's yeah. just and a generational thing i really shouldn't shortchange george's movies after uh Day of the Dead. They are not about zombies either, even though the last one is pretty uninteresting. It's still not a zombie movie. It's about a clash of families. But I'm getting off track. But yeah, so the zombies are the mechanism by which the creator tells the story about people. And that's what we got in this first episode. I thought it was really neat the way they did it, especially the first scene where, where Rick has to kill, the, well, not kill, Rick has to put down the little girl. That tells yeah. you right there. Whatever this is that's causing this does not take uh, preference uh, among any kind of age, gender, race. Uh, everybody's uh, susceptible to this. Boom! He has to kill a little girl, and then later on in the in the show, which is probably the part where people thought was a little bit boring because it was a, a very extended vignette of. Um, what's his name? The 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 black guy. I'm sorry. I, it's Morgan. It's going to be Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Right, uh, where he has to confront the fact that his wife ain't coming back, and he's got to do what he has to do, and he can't okay. do it because he's still holding on to the person that was his wife, which is long gone now. And uh, yeah, so it's it's about I love, the, the. I loved how that was juxtaposed with with Rick. Putting going out, out of her misery, yeah, yeah going yeah. going out in the woods, you know, and and finding the, you know, this this the mm. the the half zombie that um, the bicycle you know, girl, that's which, what they which call was her. which was well, that yeah, that was the first the first zombie that he had seen, and that's yeah. also one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the actual comic. I, I I think that that was that was just one of those really poignant scenes where he's where he just looks at this you know pathetic zombie and, and says I'm I'm really sorry this happened to you. And it's and, true, yeah. although I will say that I thought I loved the show. I thought the show was fantastic. My one the one moment of the show I was unhappy with a little bit, the nitpick was that scene because in the comic he sees that zombie next to the bike, and then he comes back and he shoots the zombie. So that happened too. But mm -hmm. in the comic, zombie's still in that spot right next to the road. In the in the TV show, he wanders off deep into the park <laughs> yeah, for days. And 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 again, because number one, it's established in the show that noise attracts them. Two, he goes deep. They imply that he walks deep into the forest. And I'm thinking, dude, like shooting this zombie to go all the way to the forest shooting it with your gun in the middle of the forest like sets you up to be devoured like it's a really dumb thing to do and i thought well, that it, well it okay goes, okay but but think about that for a second he goes to into the city it, he's which, rick at that point rick, it hasn't sunk in what world he's in right yeah it's he's still just blissfully unaware as to exactly how how much the world has changed and how much danger he is in all of the time. 
He's still clinging to that old life because yeah. his preferred mode of transportation is a meat vehicle. Like, you're not thinking clear, buddy. They're going to eat your car. It's a horse. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, mean, I know he didn't realize that he was going to get swarmed, but Morgan did warn him. You know, they're, they're yeah. all right one by one, but you get him in a group, Get the hell watch out! Your ass. Yeah, you watch and, your ass. And he, he's still <laughs> yeah. the he's still the 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 deputy frontiersman, you know, sheriff dude, and he's got to realize that. I will say that 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 one scene aside, the rest of the the rest of the ways that that Darabont and the writing team altered it from the comic, I actually preferred the TV version. Like I thought oh, they made tight. choices. Yeah, it was um, tight. I, I you know in the in the comic he. He opens up those cafeteria doors in the in the, in the hospital and sees a, a room full of zombies, and one of them actually falls on top of him and is trying to attack him as he you know he falls down the stairs, and he just barely avoids getting bits. In, in this, I thought it was much creepier and more suspenseful to have you know that door just slowly being pushed open. You know, but it he was doesn't quite know what yeah. the hell's in there, but he knows it's something that he doesn't want to see. You know, that's um, the equivalent I, of Romero zombies coming through the boarded up windows with their. You just yeah. see their hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. I I loved walking out of the hospital and in, instead of it looking just like a desolate dusty hick town you see literally you know slowly but surely you see one body bag two body bags then you see hundreds of body bags then you pan out and he's got there's been a military complex that's set up and abandoned and there's thousands of bags body bags and vehicles abandoned it just it really lent itself to the grand yeah. scheme of yeah. this that i i think the 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 comic didn't at first the comic really met, made it much more look like it was just this little hick town where there's just it's a ghost town you know and uh yeah. and in this they set up that it's a much bigger deal than that right well, away. that's and that's what i want to i now we've we've mentioned how there are some things that are just made for the comics that's the way that's the primary mode of, of entertainment. That's the medium. It's a comic book. It's a movie. It's a television show. Or you know, Watchmen should. It, it's a great comic book. Really didn't need to be made into a moving picture. And and you know, you could say that about a lot of adaptations. Is uh, obviously they're doing things a little differently from the comic book on the TV show. But one thing I'm happy about is that. This feels a lot different to me, and granted, I haven't read a lot of the comics, so I'm only going by what I saw in this episode, but I prefer this story being told this way. Hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, no, I was just, it's, it's hard to go from black and white lines on paper. You have Mm -hmm. one, one type of approximation of, reality this version of the story and then you take it into another medium and you have another abstraction of reality how can you get two of those to shake hands but they did i mean obviously it's an approximation of the feeling you got from the comic but the atmosphere is very similar to that first issue what is it, issue and a half yeah about of, uh, of, about, of walking about, dead yeah it's just the desolation and the loneliness and then the the way more kind of some panels just opened up and you saw like this expanse of nothing just cars all turned over and buildings blasted out and the windows all and then you, it's just rick and he's like there alone but it's, not it, for long when when you read a novel it's it's never i you know you read misery or, or it i mean it is a great novel really shitty television movie mm-hmm. 
And yeah, was, things are, are definitely, whatever. yeah, okay. <laughs> things are definitely different when you play them off in your head. They can be a lot more scary. They can be a lot more detailed. So it's never yeah. going to be the greatest thing in the world when you actually see it. With, with the TV show, excuse me, with the TV show, I think it benefits from being such a, a team project from having, you have, you have the actors conveying everything you have music you have the the camera work whereas on the on on the comic book you just have robert and charlie it's robert's words and dialogue and story set up and then and then charlie draws the pictures and and i mean i'm not trying to slight their team effort but because of the package presented to me on the tv screen i'm getting a lot more out of it what i'm watching than when i read the comic well, that's what I was going to – I was really most interested, no offense to uh, Vince and Chris, and what you thought because as, – uh, As much as I dislike I, – I, as much as I dislike the Walking Dead comic book, I was going to say as much as I dislike Kirkman's work, but I do enjoy Invincible, what I've read of it. Um, as much as I dislike <laughs> the source material – I like the television show just well, based on okay. the one episode. I will. I, uh, I mean, on on one hand, it's it's something I'm I'm, I'm actually going to be able to talk Walking Dead with my buds. I'm I'm going nice. to be able to follow along <laughs> with yeah. with you guys with it. I'm. Um, I can't wait till we get to the dog raping episode. You're going to love that <laughs> one. Uh, no, there, there's no. um. It's That's it's cool. uh. It's just. I I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, there was a time where um actually when. Oh shit, when was it? It was, um, I think it was when he was gonna put, uh, half a girl out of her misery. Renee was about to walk into the room and I just, I told her to stop. I said, don't, don't come any further. <laughs> half a girl. I didn't want her to see it. So, um, but, uh, I, no, from, from when it started to, to when it ended. I mean, I, and it was, it was long and it was, I, I mean, I, it, it was a while before we got to first commercial break, and then yeah, which was I'm, nice. I'm watching yeah. it again. Yeah, no, it was great. And you know, I'm, I'm, and even when I was fast forwarding through the commercials, it wasn't, it wasn't like you know, it was a long commercial break. It was pretty quick, and so we got a lot. It was dense, and and I think we got to, um, we got to the part where I don't even know if they had finished getting to the police station. It was like it was only an hour, and and like 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 when when we find out that Shane. Is is still alive, and 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 we finally realize who who Lori and Carl are. It, I was like, holy crap! It's only been an hour, and then you know it 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 slowed down a little bit when when Morgan was playing target practice, and 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 Rick went to go take care of his thing. But um, no, I, I mean, I thought from I the one thing I I I was really freaking out about was I. The, Granted, he just woke up, so he doesn't know what's going on. And and yeah, the cafeteria would have freaked me the fuck out. And and I know what we're getting into, but to go down the fucking stairwell in the pitch, oh my god, there was that, yeah, that was that was that was, that was tense. Yeah. I would have even thought about doing that. I mean, granted, he's got the matches, and you could tell by the way his body is convulsing and he's heaving, and and he's, he's you know that it just don't smell right down there. And he's 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 it's it's he's not. I don't want to, I mean, he's, I don't mean to say that, that he's stupid. It's just that he doesn't, I mean, he, he sees the zombie and, and when he finds the bicycle for the first time and she turns around and it's like, and he just, it, it kind of looks like he might want to throw up, but he's just, he's staring at her because he doesn't 
believe what's going on and and it's just something that i'd be running away like goofy arms flailing in the air and just you know, <laughs> i wouldn't know. i'm glad that they didn't go for the the jolt in the in the stairwell because that would be cheap well that's you turn the, the light right but you, you you turn the lights again yeah this that's is, true right, yeah, this isn't the comic like that. Yeah, right yeah, and and they and they didn't do it once they did it three times I, and i'm I, thinking right. please match, please don't do this yeah, yeah. The, the third time i was expecting it. and the, the kick in the balls doesn't come from the stairway it comes from when he leaves the stairway that was nicely yeah. done i it was really well done but just get back to the bicycle girl I mean, I, they don't need any more accolades from me, but big props to K and B and Greg oh, Nicotero. Up, yeah. Oh, oh man! Oh, the yeah. uh, the bicycle zombie was uh, sculpted by one of uh, Greg's um, either uh, assistants or designers, Jeremy Aiello. Oh, I thought it was awesome. It was really well done, and the chick that played her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, actually all of this is in Famous Monsters 252 from IDW. They have a real nice uh, piece on Walking Dead. Kirkman speaks in it. Uh, Nicotero talks about the makeup a little bit and his designers. But from uh, the the not speaking, but the grunting head moving parts was actually played by an actress, Melissa Cowan. I don't know relation to Dennis, but uh, and she's like a stick. And that was one of the things they looked for. For the zombies, they oh, wanted really people skinny see, people yeah. because then they can build up. Because yeah. it's easier to build up on bone than it is on, sure, uh, sure. you know, yeah. pudgy. That's but uh, yeah, that zombie was incredibly infect- effective. Well, I really think too, nice. you're, you shouldn't. You're right to to give that props because uh, another thing I heard from a lot of people not familiar with the comic was how happy they were that they were worried that it would be because it's a TV show. It would come off like a lot of people said, oh, I'm glad it wasn't like what you see on sci-fi movies. Now, we joke about oh, sci-fi movies, but, <laughs> but I could see how someone that isn't familiar with the Erebon or the or hasn't been following the time and effort that's been put into this would have been apprehensive about that because certainly you think that it's an AMC show and as great as Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. Mad Men have been, you know, it's not exactly a show or a network that's going to you know be able to you know have humongous budgets for a a, a, a non-green yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, yeah and 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 yet i mean watching this it was equivalent in my mind to the cinematography and effects that you'd see in any big budget film i mean it was oh, yeah. beautifully yeah. filmed and and i think yeah. again darabont deserves a tremendous amount of credit for that right i mean we all knew i think as soon as you heard amc's doing it and darabont's directing it, you're thinking well yeah. okay this is going to be it, I may. I don't know if I'm going to like. Thank God, it's not a sci-fi movie. original, you know. Right, but you knew yeah. once that yeah. once Darabont was attached, you didn't. I didn't know then that I would like what he chose to do with it necessarily, but I knew that it would be done in a way that cinematically was gorgeous, and 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 that I think went a huge way into getting all of those people that watched this this without having read the comics, right? Because they needed to see something that we didn't necessarily need to see. We were going to see enough that was evocative of the comic series that well, at least for the three of us love that it probably could have been from an effects or even acting standpoint less than what it was and we could have been like oh that was pretty cool I'm, I'm down for that but for it to have been something that was this runaway hit where you have lots of people saying holy shit that's the new show of the year I can't wait to watch the next episode that had no prior history with it it had to be what it was and, and so yeah. hats off to that entire team for making it a show that is Putting aside that there's zombies in it was of a caliber that you don't find on even a lot of network television. 
And that's yeah. the impressive thing of it for me. Frank's you got know. class. I mean, did you see The Mist? No, uh, not yet. It, it's tough to improve on Stephen King. And uh, I actually like the ending to The Mist better than the, than the, the, the way King wrote it. But, um, I mean, it, it, that movie, I mean, the cinematography, this, the direction is, is stunning. And it, it was the same. In, in the, I felt like I was watching a movie ported to television. Absolutely. Was, Absolutely. Yeah, no, the, the, the effects, the makeup. I mean, it, I'm, I'm completely engrossed and I'm, I'm loving every second of it. And then I see a fucking commercial for this, what I don't know. I've never heard of it before the commercial came out, but Skyline, it, it, oh, it's, it's great. It's, it does, it looks funky, but I'm like, I'm like the effects in the commercial and the acting in this looks so ridiculous compared to this TV show I'm watching. And it's like, oh, and well, once it's a big budget thing. movie and no, it's Independence Day. Yeah, it's a different he was animal. The, uh, the dude that's the lead in that was the uh, voice of uh, Batman in one of the recent DC comic movies. Was he? Was he on, he's on Clueless, right? Yeah. 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 What's his name? I I, I forget. The the, the tall I, I like was him. On six feet under. Also. Yeah, he was the boy yeah. in front on six feet under. Yeah, yeah. he was on. Yeah. Uh, he was on uh, twenty four as well. Yeah, he used, guy. Bang, uh, he used to bang. He used to bang Field before. Uh, before uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Did here's a little little tidbit for you, uh, Nicotero made his designers visit this decomposition website where they ha- they set up a pig and they would just let it compo- decompose and they, oh. they filmed it just to, so, just so his designers can see what happens to flesh over a period of time. And then they brought that to the zombies. And there's one, right. um, this uh, Joe Giles, who uh, I think plays one of the background zombies in the series too, they have a, an image of him as a human, and he's pretty battered up. But there's right. six different images. It looks like a Warhol. And you can see him decompose over a period of, of images. And they got this thing planned decomposing. out. Yeah, 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 your voice is decomposing. <laughs> did uh, 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 while while I stepped away, did did Wood tell you guys because I I noticed it in the thread in the episode thread the um one of the zombies at the end when he when he when Rick makes it to uh no we uh we stopped yeah. recording while you were out, buddy, so we didn't talk oh, about oh shit I'm so sorry. oh my yeah. bad no um yeah were you talking about at large you mean yeah yeah so the um for those that did watch the show the the youngish-looking zombie in the suit that gets in the passenger bus uh, as Rick trots by in the horse and then sees him and gets out of the bus. And then he's also the zombie that stares at him when he's on the the top of the tank. That's Charlie Adlard, actually, as a zombie. Really? He's a good-looking fella, even as a zombie. I was impressed. I was like, holy shit. Wow, they zombied him up pretty good. They did, right? I've met him at a a con before, and, yeah, they they did a hell of a makeup job. And it's neat because... we see him when when Rick trots into town, and then and then we see him again at the tank. And I'm like, is he? I don't. Once you told me who it was, I said in the thread, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because while I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm thinking that is he one of those like smart zombies who's going to be able exactly to, you know, right? So I'm like they still leader or something. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was that 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 like, was. Bum, really bum. You know what? I also thought too that like little things they did that just were so smart, like. Um, again, talking about the differences, the the scene where Rick is inside the tank doesn't happen in the comic book. You know, um, no. Uh, he, I mean, the scene of the tank, he he trots by the tank, and there's that's where he sees the crowd. That exists, but he never goes into the tank to save himself. <laughs> you, you, get, you get the feeling that at some point, just budget wise, right? All right, we have this damn tank, and damn, yeah, yeah, you're right. It. But what was awesome about that scene is, and again, I think 
when he gets in the tank and there's a body there, I think every one of us was thinking, okay, well, this body's going to be a zombie. But what was awesome about that is that not so much that there was a zombie there and that he shoots it, but that because he's inside of a tank, yes! the gunshot was so deafeningly loud that it blows out his ears, and he reacts yeah. to that. And it's like, how many war movies have there been or like, <sighs> or where you've seen inside of a tank, and how often do they not deal with the fact that there would be this huge reverberation inside that little room, and yet in a zombie show... They and that's all Darabont and his crew, right? Because again, that wasn't even in the comics. So that was them thinking, "Well, damn, he, he's going to shoot the zombie. Cool, okay." But if he shoots the zombie, he's going to fucking lose his hearing. I love that. I love that. That, that was so and smart. and the camera effect with the way because it, it, it it's the second time that 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 they fooled around with the camera work and and because earlier it was in the um in the hospital. No, no, right. no! In the hospital, when Shane went to visit, now, I yeah. mean, and that's that's a cliche yeah, the angle. Thank you. Okay, the, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to have the, you know, you, but as soon as he did it and, and yeah, uh, you've never, I can't tell you how many movies where, you know, you'd, you'd worry about a ricochet or, or, right. or, or, or the ringing from the shot and it, and there it is in, inside this tank. And it's just, it's one of those little things where you're like, it, it just, it makes sense. It works. And, and I mean, I was, I was freaking out cause I'm like, I, he's got a gun that looks like it's, it's a six shooter. And I'm like, okay, so he's, 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 he's kind of building himself a wall of, of, of zombies so that the other <laughs> really can't get to him by shooting them. And then when it, it's obvious that he's about to be overrun and I'm like, well, this ain't the end of the show, but I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. And he looks yeah. up and says, sorry, car-, and, and, and just, right, then, yeah. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck. That was, it, it was no. smooth. It was yeah. seen. I, I, no, great impressed. camera work. Great what camera work. Think, that thing. I think the most controversial aspect of the show, uh, what did you think of Lori who is played by, I forget her name, but she was in uh, prison break as the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the scene where Lori and Shane are making out in the tent? Because that, I think, was the biggest story-driven dis- departure from the book, in my opinion, in terms of how this they'll have to ev- evolve the storyline. So what did you guys think of that? And I'm curious to hear David, who I think probably read that issue but didn't really care for the comic, and what you guys thought, who obviously have kept up with the comic. What did you think of that choice to have them establish a more intimate, ongoing relationship than we see of them in the comic? Well, it certainly changes her character a lot. Right? Um, right, I but, agree. <laughs> but I'm glad that they're doing that because then okay. the res- the fallout from that little escapade is going to push Rick closer to the leader that he has to be and that he is in the comic. So you need that romantic that conflict going just to get the I don't want to say average, but people who aren't into the the events of the comic who haven't experienced that you need that to pull the average viewer in or just to keep them interested and and, and just uh, acknowledge these characters for who yeah. they are so you need that but let's just get that over with i hope, it's just I hope because for I, happily married guy in me though is thinking like damn ho she he's been in a coma well, for like weeks but she doesn't yeah, know he no, they left but, but hey, hey! If you if you go back to the the first scene, like right after right after the the gas station scene, um, it, it goes to you know before the zombie apocalypse, and it's Shane and Rick sitting in the car, and it's Shane kind of talking about his yeah. women troubles, and then they talk about about Rick and Lori, and they frame it right there that Rick and Lori. Not the strongest marriage. Right, but they also dropped the bomb that if you look at Shane's mannerisms in that scene, there was shit going on even then. 
This doesn't. Ha- I don't think it happens yeah, as a result of yeah. of Rick being in the hospital. Oh, I think so they were doing stuff. This, this is why this I, might have been leading to their marriage. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I agree that there's that inference. Whether it's there or not, I agree that you could make that inference. But see, for me, knowing what's coming down the pike, it it's gonna. It's certainly going to change the way things play out. How it, how people react. How you feel about each character post the fallout of some of these events. Yeah. That we Right. We won't say anything about that because David, right, but we you know, want that. Well, and it should be probably coming, what, in the next maybe two, three episodes? It'll definitely happen in the first six episodes. Yeah. I mean, we'll oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, well, um, that, yeah, they might use that as a, you know, the... But I'm beginning to think more and more about how I'm going to feel as a result of all this happening when we get down to, like, that issue, what was it, 46? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a quite different reaction to Show that. Show me the Buffett. <laughs> what happens? No, we, we won't get into it. You know can't, that. The, yeah, you can't. When I almost dropped the book. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And but I was yeah. feeling that it caused me to almost drop the book. I'm likely not to feel as much now. No. <laughs> yeah. now so. a, a couple random thoughts, and we can all spit some out before we move on. Uh-huh. I thought it was great that Morgan's wife did not fall into the typical zombie snarl mode when he had her in the crosshairs because yes. that, that made it even more difficult. She looked like an innocent trying to come to grips with what's going on. She had that, where the hell am I look on her face. That was yeah. awesome. Um, uh, I knew Ian Asbury's career was dead, but to find him on a bus with Charlie Adler, that zombie towards the end with the black hair, that looks like Ian Asbury from the cult. I was like... <laughs> Man, oh, you damn. you need to get a better manager, dude. Uh, oh, shit. I, I, shame. Yeah, I just I thought the whole thing was just a beautiful, surprisingly well done package. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord, because at the very least, after some of the shitty comic book movies they've been churning out, yeah, the last yeah, years, it's kind of nice to see them hit on something but, and, but, and do it yeah. really well. It's yeah. also awesome because again, and I wrote about this in my column last week about Kirkman. It's like love or hate Kirkman, read his books, not read his books. As a fan of the industry and as people, I think, that are cognizant of the trials and tribulations of the industry, particularly the non-big two, it's really exciting to think about what this means for, or what the potential of this will be for the industry. And again, not not even going so far as saying, oh, maybe this will mean more guys create their own comics. I don't even mean that. What I mean is that, you know, again... You've got like Mignola, who's certainly done quite well for himself doing his sure, own books. Sure. But, but again, Mignola is somewhat of a I don't know if I want to say he's a recluse, but you know he's he does his thing. He doesn't yeah. he kind of makes money, does his books. He's a dark he, horse. Yeah, he doesn't really like do his own. Uh-huh. You know, you he's, like he's not out there evangelizing any certain. He's not. He's just doing his thing. Kirkman, you know, he's got Skybound now. I mean, he wants to. He very much is on recognized. He wants to be a conduit for other creators to do their own stuff and make their own product. And, and so, you know, look, the the simple fact of the matter of people is that Kirkman's about to get really rich. I mean, like, richer than... <laughs> no, I just mean, that's the reality. The reality is now he's going to get... He's going to be one of the wealthiest comic book creators, if not, you know, the... like that we've seen in a long, long time because of this. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, but, it's AMC's already picked up a 13 season, you know, season two, um, you know, with ratings like that. I'm sure he gets a big piece of the back end. He's he's going to be, you know, he's going to have fuck you money. Yeah. And uh and that's going to allow him if he stays focused on it to 
potentially do some pretty interesting disintermediating things to help uh you know create our own work and and i i don't you know we don't know if it's gonna matter he's got to make it matter but the dude has been pretty damn good at accomplishing what he's wanted to do and it seems like forging a creator-owned factory is something he's really excited to do and and i'm I, it's it's neat to think he's going to have the resources to do that, you know. So let's hope well, he the, doesn't the fall into the same traps Kevin Eastman did. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I mean that's eh. what I'm saying. He has to do it, right? I, I mean, it's just because he has the resources. But but so far so good. I, I mean, you know, I mean the yeah. dude's going to have plenty of cheddar. But so. I, I I'm but. see you're you're thinking big picture, which is great. I'm just happy we finally got to see one of our favorite comics done right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, and it's a black oh, and white comic. <gasps> yeah. No, but I mean, how hard? It's it's almost an impossibility to get from where uh, Kirkman and Moore and Adler are doing a comic book to a really well done television show. Even one episode. Well, the 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 yeah. the path that he had to take to get there. I mean, this was originally pitched to NBC, well, and they fumbled. I mean, yeah, they you know, they you went know over this I, for what I love. What I love about it is that. For the last ten years, how many comics have we picked up that five pages into it, you you look at it and go, God, this is this is a movie pitch or this is a sure. TV pitch, <laughs> and the the Walking Dead from the very beginning has just been a damn good comic book that they then turned into what yeah. is looking to be a damn good TV show. And, and you know what? You don't have to write a really good movie pitch to make a good movie. Or well, that's right. And to your point, and, and also... People at Radical are taking notes right now. We don't have to make it true. seem it's like true. a movie. Yeah. But to, to both of your points, I think that, that Kirkman himself said in the... Uh, when he talked to the Fanboy guys at New York Comic Con, he was talking about how, you know, if you go back and read the first issues which which i just did and i think maybe you guys did too but i just read the first three trades this week to reread them to uh just to you know refamiliarize myself with some of the nuances and kirkman said oh this week hey i, I you know i i'm a much better more complete writer than i was then which oh, is what, eight and years ago and uh, it comes through i mean I, as much as i like those issues when i first read them they're you know they're not as sophisticated as what we saw on the screen right. and um or the, the comments that, that he's making now yeah, and the other thing I really love is is Vince. You said something about how it's great to, that we got a comic book that we love that's done right. You know what? It's it's a it's an accomplishment that we got a comic book that we love that's that got done because yeah. you know, how long has has I mean every 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 freaking Bendis tapes Bendis swear that torso and powers are in development and I mean I know they probably are but dude it's I mean right I mean theoretically these these shows have been in development for a long time right show I mean, don't tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and again, I, I, it seems like Powers in particular is going to happen, and that's great. I look forward to that too. But the point is, is, like there are lots of guys that have stuff optioned, a lot stuff of hurdles, development, and, yeah, and sure. look. I mean, even what um, Jeff Smith, I mean, Bone was like way down the path of getting made, right? And then that fell apart. And Strangers in Paradise was being developed as an HBO show, and that fell apart. I mean, my point is, is that a lot of times these things, you know, guys fall in love with them, producers want them, and then a lot of things can happen to make them never materialize. Yeah, sure. And then to materialize and be as good as it was, it's a freaking... That's, that's my point, much, right. Not only yeah. was it made, but it was made well. Mm-hmm. Now, say what you will about Mignola, and, and I love his stuff, and I did enjoy the two Hellboy movies. They're nothing compared to what they achieved with the first episode of Walking Dead. I mean, oh, yeah. Del, Del Toro or not, those are decent movies, but they those didn't. those those were big budget fan fiction, right? But well, they I agree. And, and the other, I think the other, uh, the other two recent examples are 
no, no one, myself included, questions that Zack Snyder is a huge Watchmen fan and tried his absolute damnedest to make the movie of Watchmen right. as um, as close to the to the comic as he could. Right? I mean, that was his attempt was to make it basically scene for scene. Um, but it, it's it's just a different feel, right? It just doesn't yeah. have the feel of the comic that it is. because yeah. you you read a comic and there's you so much of what's in between the panels plays out in your mind and and yeah. it's 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 so hard is to. It- is it is it just the kind of pure simplicity of The Walking Dead that it's yeah it's a book I about so. zombies yeah. they're Walking because Dead but it's really just the relationships of these people and I, I think, think so. because yeah. yep if you look at it's the just, it's simple yeah if you look at the art because like I said I just bought an Adlard page if you look at the art and you go to look at Tony's art or, or I mean Adlard's obviously done a lot more of the series so if you go and look at Adlard's art um. As a comic book, like as a standalone, the art is not in many pages what you would consider dynamic in the sense that it's talking heads, right? I mean, the art, absent the word balloons and absent the context of the story, is I would say seven out of ten pages are just box, you know, panels of of characters' heads talking to one another, and without zombies and without and, and in this when you're reading the comic, man, every panel feels important. But yeah. in in you it's, if you just look at the art, it's just very simple. It's people talking. And so right. yeah, it's I think the, it's that the is facial a huge features. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the way he does expressions. He's I mean uh, he, that it, within those panels that really make those things crackle. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess we've we've gushed enough, and uh, uh, kudos. I can't wait till next week. Big time kudos. We won't yep. talk for next week for an hour. We promise. Big big bada boom. But I think we we needed this because yeah. Oh, definitely. You you even sent me a direct message on on Twitter. What'd you think? And it was like you don't use multiple exclamation points usually, <laughs> but I, I counted more than one. So I didn't get a direct <laughs> message on Twitter. It's because he likes. Sorry, me. dude. I'm all likes, sad now. He likes me better. Well, he knew you were gonna love it. You said you already saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to help you out, man. I was craving, uh, <laughs> I was craving reaction to this because yeah. I it didn't, it was, I was expecting it to be just deluge of people wanting to talk about it. And it, you know, it just it, it's, it's, I, it's tough when you don't have access to the forum. Yes, that is. But I didn't, I didn't want to, I, I didn't mean to tease in the, in, in, in the thread about the show. I just, I was like, listen, I'm, I'll, I don't want to. Thank you say yes or no i don't want to say oh i loved it or i hated it or, or whatever i just i'll wait till i can talk to the guys and then we can take it apart either in this episode thread on the forum or in the actual show thread but yeah. uh, I, i'm not a good barometer for judging these things because i love zombie movies <laughs> i mean I, they're, they're the perfect symbolic vehicle for saying a lot of stuff getting a lot of concepts out there and just zombies are goddamn cool to me so if you ask me if i like this I'm almost honor bound to say yeah. I mean, I, there, there's really been very few zombie movies that where I haven't just enjoyed them, but this is special. I mean, even even with my 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 love of the genre, you gotta admit this this episode was really tight, really special. Well, it, it for my money, it, it helps that I like all of the players. I, I I like Andrew Lincoln. I like Lenny James. I I trust the people making the uh the program because i i i like shawshank redemption i i I like everybody's work who's involved in making this at least as far as the motion picture side of things and and the uh all of that helps i mean yeah i know that it's it's based on a comic book it's made from a comic book story my 
my boys love the comic book and and it was kind of like a perfect storm where I knew I I was going to sit down I was going to watch it and and love it or hate it I'd at least give it a shot and I'd be able to throw my two cents in but I mean it it just it all worked out really well and I'll 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 DVR next Sunday and and I'll try to watch it before we record next week like I was able to do last night but um I don't want to get too far behind. And how about AMC? Five years ago, they were the channel you flipped past to get to something. Seriously? Because do I really know really. the fucking American name? To get to something good. Now they got friggin' Mad Men. They got the best show on TV, which is Breaking Bad. They have Rubicon. Or Mad Men. Many people consider. Excuse me. One Ooh. Sorry about that. But I say TV because Dexter's not technically TV. That's pay TV. It's cable. Yeah. So... If you said pay TV, I'd have to say Dexter. But anyway. Oh, show. All right. Now, what are we reading here? Because let's talk mm. about some, some paper comics. I got my DCBS box today. Ooh, it was I love what that too. I know. And, and, I, and I, I know I said that, listen, Deadpool team up, 888 is going to be the first thing I read. Yeah. It, was the, it was the first thing I flipped through because as I'm yeah, going Marvel through, <laughs> yes, I did. And, and as I'm... I'm uh, I'm flipping through all the stuff in the box. I'm like, holy crap. I have, of, of course, I have the third issue of Shadowland Power Man. I have the, uh, the comic book legal defense fund annual. I yeah. Have, what cover did you get? Uh, I ordered the Gibbons one. I got uh, the, uh, cause what were the choices? Gibbons and Lee? Yeah. It was a Lee Conan or something. Yeah, I wanted Dave Gibbons. No, that uh, was, that Derek wasn't Robinson. Lee. That was uh, Derek Roberts and the Conan. Yeah. Oh, the Conan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, I've got plenty of of Roberts and art. I I I, I like Gibbons. I mean, I like Derek too. I remember but, you know. using, but I must have, I guess. Huh? Um, I think Jim Lee was the variant. Like that was the whatever. Okay, yeah, and it was right. it was like just pencils or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, Good call. And and there's the there's the uh, the new series, the first issue of of the new Incognito series. I mean, there's just a whole bunch mm-hmm. of really cool shit in this box, including the. Second volume of Godland Celestial Edition. Woot. Oh, nice! And Aye. a beautiful, beautiful package. I, I, I'm glad it was. I'm glad it's a paperback because it was easy to get the, uh, the band off the, uh, off of from around it. Duncan the Wonder Dog is <laughs> so fucking pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That Japanese style. Uh, Band, you mean? That's mad nuts. Yes, I, I didn't read it yet, but it's yeah, ja- I, I, Japanese. I, they they came up with banding books. Yep, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. And we come up with banning them. The uh, it's it's just a um, the shitty ones. Yes. Oh well. Uh, it is so dense. I mean, yes, we all talked about it when we ordered it from DCBS, and and oh, a great discount, forty three percent, blah blah blah. But even at at, at retail at twenty five bucks, I don't think anybody would say they didn't get their money worth. Oh, no, you're it's, not it's, kidding. It's, it's it insane. Looks awesome. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, right. I, obviously, I didn't read it yet because I no. just got it as well right. as you guys uh, early in the week. But it looks like it it runs the gamut between just standard. Uh, uh, pen and ink. I mean, there's collage in here, mixed media. There's uh, amazing use of text. There, there's like cartography and and, and, and uh, our, um, architecture. It's it's amazing. I I it, and it just looks like it's right from the hip. Some of the panels have actual lines in them. 
Like he drew it on a legal pad and just had to get it on the fucking yeah. scanner. Yeah. Boom, get it out. Oh man, it's amazing. But even if the story is 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 incomprehensible or I don't just like it, the the work put into creating this, <laughs> I, I I have to to. To, to give props to alone. Uh, yes, yeah. It, it's uh, the, I love the panel. Like, I have no idea what's going on in the story because I did not read it. I love the panel with the monkey floating near yeah. the house, and he just says, Dharma. <laughs> the trailing uh, I'm going to have to get on that page too sweet before it gets sold. <laughs> it's, this, it's really nice. And then you have some pages that are just like, festooned with panels just yeah. thir 20 30 panels or more and then you got these nice little rest areas where it's just maybe one page is one image and or maybe a, a word on a page and it, oh, i can't wait to dive into this friggin' thing i'm glad that it's huge but i'm kind of pissed that it's huge because yeah, i want to experience uh, it this seems yeah it seems like it's going to be a real like just because it's so big and dense i mean i you really got to commit to it i think it's coming down with me at the uh at the end of the year to dads because i don't i mean i'm it's it's probably going to be somebody's 11 o'clock pick but yeah. um i don't know if i'm going to have it finished yeah, before the end of the year i know same here yeah. i already have my ballot filled out there, yes wow. you do. i mean i love it i didn't even see that wow that's impressive oh you haven't yeah no i started putting <laughs> a few things in too yeah, I'm done. Well, the the Queen and Country was, thing did I come out class. last week. What'd you say? <laughs> I said the Queen and Country thing did come out last week. So, probably... <laughs> uh, uh huh. No. Uh, While you're I, filling yours out, just remember I got out of class early, and, and I'm just going to break. Uh, I gotta say, first impression, there are some pages in here that look kind of dark. I don't know if maybe it's just yes. my copy, but some of the pages, I, I'm I'm. I will wait until right, I they, read it to right. see if it's part of the narrative it was intended so to be it that way. Like they take place at night, and, yeah. and there's not a lot of moonlight and not, not a lot of light, period. So it's it's right now we're just flipping through, and it's probably out of context. But, yeah, right. it's not it's not Shadowhawk Chronicles dark, <laughs> but it's it's uh, you could still make out what's going on. But, yeah, it is. It is and, that's, and that's probably by design. Valentino's just throwing you the little, little gnarled finger. F you, David Price. <laughs> F you. <laughs> Because he knows me. He met you. We met Valentino. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, I like him. He remembers me. Yeah, I know, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, lot. baby. So, uh, I, it's just a beautiful book. From the front cover all the way to the back, it's amazing. And I got to read it. But when the frig am I going to have the time? 400 and what? 425 pages? I think 7,000 Yeah, 7, I mean, yeah some, some, some of them are pretty pretty sparse though yeah. yeah but then there's others that are just like oh my god it's like did dave sim write this yeah tons of oh, yeah. tons of prose great but value for your dollar so while tim was saying oh my god nine volumes at 25 dollars a piece the 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 proof is in the pudding the money's on the page it's like when you see the yeah. big budget movies and say but there's the budget right there you could tell that there's been a shitload of work that went into this thing. You're right. I, I would love to know. We got to get Chris on just to see how long it took Heinz to do this book. How long has he been working on this thing? That's dedication. Yeah. It'll mm -hmm. take him a long time to do the next the next eight. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I love the fact. Another thing. I love the fact that he's planning that far ahead. Or at yeah, least he yeah, at least well, he has we'll in the back of we'll his see. mind somewhere. Wait, this is just the first 
Of yeah, the, there was, the I think there was story. a time when Sutton Stevens was going to do a record about every state in the union, and it's I, I think that I think I think that stopped at, after like Illinois and in Michigan. So Ad, so we'll ambition see. ambition is very admirable. I yeah, love okay. that. Yeah, follow, follow through is is right. even more so. It's, up, don't up don't eight. don't don't ever don't ever mistake activity with accomplishment. Well. The accomplishments right here, four hundred. Yeah. Even oh, if you, well, even first, if you, yeah, this is yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, we'll see. That's that's a different discussion. Say it with um, me, David. Dharma. Dharma. <laughs> it's a little trailing tail. Uh, are you all are you all caught up with the six gun? Oh, yeah. dude, that's the other thing. That, that, Not the last five. Issue, just right. Out. Yeah, five okay. is in the box. Okay. I didn't read it. It's yet. it's like so, Chris so, just so, waxed up the paddles and he's going to give David a jolt. Six gun. Pss, there it is. Uh, that's so, what gets okay, him going. So so we can talk up to issue four? Yes. Yeah. Man, I, I read it. this this weekend, and I set this down, and I was like, this is why I read comic books. Wow. It, I, you know, I I love stuff like Asterius Polyp and, and Three Story, and you guys know how much I, I raved about Cuba, my revolution. You know, those all of those books feel weighty, and whenever you're done, you feel like, you know, it's like I just read something that was important, that made me a better person. And I love that kind of stuff. But sometimes I just need something like the sixth gun to say, you know what, this is what comics are, are about. Whenever you, you set it down, you go, damn, that was, that, that was fucking awesome. That was just fun. Um, uh, it reminds me of, uh, you know, we had already mentioned Independence Day. The guys, the guys, the, the producers of that movie, you know, they were talking about the kind of movies that they make. And, and they're like, you know, we love film. We love, you know, um, now here's Godzilla. You know, we love we love looking into you know what is the heart of man and the human condition you know film is fantastic we make movies and, and they were talking about their stuff and the six gun is a comic book and I loved it loved it loved it loved it it was it was it's supernatural um, American West with res demon. Civil War generals and Come back and, and cursed guns that have fucking superpowers. It was ah, I was awesome. And I am so I mad it. when I get to the last page each and every fucking month. It's it. You must I be because you're resorting to potty mouth. I am. It's, oh, it's, it's but I'm but I'm self censoring potty mouth. It's it's uh no it's the Brian Hurd's art is gorgeous. Cullen is is writing a fantastic. So as much as we all enjoyed the damned and 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 we raved about that. I love this. Yeah. The damned is awesome, but it's it's um you know, I I look at this and I'm like I don't I there isn't anything on this in in this book that that I'd want to change. I mean, it, I I love that it's color and I'm not poo-pooing black and white books, but it's like it it I love that it's color and 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 it and it works well in this and and the other characters that they just keep I mean you have you have the general's henchmen and and his soldiers and you have um and what everybody's powers are beyond that you yeah, have there's the even the one the one henchman that was from Rocky Horror Picture Show he does look just like <laughs> and and uh, and then you have Drake Sinclair who is an absolute prick and a half and, and great great antihero yeah absolutely and and then his buddy. His, his his pudgy little dude who's following around. It was not that little, but um, you know who's 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 
basically i don't i don't want to say he's drake's conscience but you know it's it's he's he questions drake to make sure that you know that they're doing the right thing or you know with the girl involved and and it's just i am they are um in five issues it's built a big world with a big cast and that's yeah. impressive and it's going to keep getting bigger because I believe the sixth issue is is extra sized. It has extra pages in it. Um, Brian is getting some assistance as far as the coloring goes. They they've hired a color who who is a color we all are familiar with. And and I I'm I suck because I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, but um, it's it, I I don't want the first arc to end because I'm loving this story. But I want to see what more is coming. So I I'm I'm happy to be alone for the ride and, and to keep seeing where they're taking us. And I don't know who's going to, I mean, it, it just cause it's the end of an art. You don't necessarily think that it's going to end. Obviously it's a comic book. So there are plot lines and no one's dead forever, things like that. But I don't know what could top the general. Obviously we're probably going to have some, whatever, whatever's, whatever's behind that fucking door. It's the general. It's crazy. It really, yeah. and it, I mean, and, and it starts off where you just, you know, that what, what kind of person Drake is when, when he gets to the hanging tree and, and, <laughs> and, and the crap he pulls with, with, with the ghost. And it's like, wow, no, there is, it, it's it, like you're it, the fortune tellers and you know what kind of man I am. Yes, that was awesome. It <laughs> was awesome. It's like, of course I'm fucking you over. You know yeah. what I am. Oh, it was great. It's yeah. yeah, Drake Sinclair's he's he's an awesome guy to love and hate at the same time. But yeah, the whole the the whole cast is uh, the I, I had I had let these stack up and I'll do that with, with, with series every once in a while. Almost oh, yeah. you know, it just just it, it just happens. And and I was going through comics and I was like, you know what, I've got five issues of the six gun. I read the first issue when it came out for uh I got it free. It free was comic free, book day, yeah. yeah free, free comic book day. And and then uh and I really enjoyed it, but I just kinda let them stack up. It's like I, I need to sit down and read these so David will will not be angry with me. <laughs> and uh, and it was like the best part of my weekend. I I, I loved them. I, I I love it. I love the first issue so much, and I want to support Colin and Brian that I actually bought the first issue. And it's one of the few times where I'll do that, not because of a different cover, because the first issue paid version did have a different cover than the free comic book day, but because I just I wanted to show my support and and i am yeah no i'm it is it's 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 like when vince will say if it's the only book i'll continue to buy or if if you know i'll get rid of marvel and and the the, the two tc books i read about just keep buying my indies and six gun is is one of like if i can only buy three or four books a month six gun is, yeah, is still on saying. that list yeah that's high grace david price i don't know but it's that Did good. we lose Jason, or is he just not? No, man, I'm right here. Just all right, cool. It all in. Yeah, I'll it is a pretty book. About it, I'll say that it's a it's a pretty book. You did order the trade, right, with the discount from last month, DCBS? No, I'm going to pick it up at the shop because. Um, oh, okay. No, I, I'll tell you, my singles buying is getting uh, at the shop, not through DCBS. My 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 individual floppy purchases are getting very thin. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go down there and just pick up like amazing and and leave. So right. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that at That's the cool. LCS. But yeah, it's in the cards. Uh, if it's not from Image, all my floppies are going under the microscope. Do I want to get this in singles or do I want to get it in trade? And nine out of ten times, I always opt for the trade. It's right, just right. easier to read them that way. 
You know, yep. you, don't have, you don't have to bag it, put it on the bookshelf where it belongs. Boom. Yeah. But yeah, it is well, pretty. I mean, you guys have, I really don't have a lot more to add in terms of the praise of it because it's fantastic. I have to say, too, I, I got the free comic book day issue. Um, so I didn't see, I guess, and had also pre-ordered the first issue. So I, too, double dipped, I guess you could say, although only paying for it once doesn't feel like you double dipped. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, and I, like Chris, I had read the first issue in free comic day and liked it and then for some reason just let the issues pile up just because my Regina piles were ridiculous and then read the first four I think right after the the week that the fourth one came out, I sat down and read all four and uh, right. was just like, holy shit. Like, this is, I mean, I love westerns. Um, I'm always a sucker for western movies. Obviously, I love Deadwood, and there's, in my opinion, not enough westerns these days just because typically it's a genre in all mediums these days. It doesn't do that well uh, commercially. I don't know why, but it's not typically a, a it, it, producers and writers are like scared off of the genre, and that's a shame because I grew up watching, you know, a lot of westerns with my dad and just love the genre. Um, you got, I mean, you're right. I mean, Sinclair's like the ultimate antagonist. Like he, he's he's the dude you love to hate. He's like the Al Swearingen of the of the book. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's 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 the guy that's the most probably the most interesting person in the book. But he's not not you know he's like a Jonah Hex. Not but not because he's a good person. Just because right. he's he's very interesting. With a little bit more self motivated. Yeah, like when he you know and, and he sets they set the tone such a nice they they do such a nice job in the beginning of the book setting the tone. You know where he goes to the tree and so they they sort of establish right in that scene like okay this is a world that's in the west it's it's mystical you know magic exists spirits exist and Drake Sinclair is an absolute prick you know like he's like these are the uh, absolutes yeah. Yeah, you know, and 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 you know, you can't, you know, as a as a superhero fan or, or a fan of, you love the, you gotta love the team of bad guys, right? Each each bad guy's got his own gun with its own power, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, you got the the strong guy and the sinister guy, and you know, then you got an awesome, you got an awesome big bad, you know, in in in, in the general, you know, General Oleander Hume, who uh, <laughs> you know is like you know, he's like the the resurrected bad guy that we've seen in, you know, whether it be a mummy movie or like Dracula where you, he's already tough to deal with and he's only a fraction of what he's going to be if he gets his power back. So you, you just kind of know that you better get him now. Cause if you let him get back to his full speed, he's, he's, yeah. he's going to fuck with you. Um, I, you know, I don't know what to make of, of Becky so much yet. I mean, she clearly is going to have a big role here having possessed the sixth gun and, and, and being at least seemingly a good person. Um, I don't know that, Maybe by by design, they haven't done a tremendous amount with her yet. I mean, in terms of she's obviously her- she's coming across as being stronger than she's letting on. Just yeah, yeah. Def- um, but I loved it. I mean, I don't know what to say. There is to say it's it's been. I uh, the fifth issue came in my DCBS box yesterday, and I I can't wait to uh, read it. I'm I yeah. have it in my bag to read to tomorrow. So it's it's great, man. It's, and you know, I I didn't. Um, uh, I know this may be sacrilege to say amongst you three, but I I really I'm not that familiar with um, with with Cullen prior to this. Um, I have some oh of this you, oh you oh you haven't read The Damned. I own The Damned. I have not read it. So. Read The Damned. Uh, read good I think you'll yeah. really enjoy The Damned. Yeah. And, and then, of course, we'll, Deadpool we'll, we'll, team yeah. up eighty eight. Well, yes, yes, which I <laughs> yes read, but uh, but oh, and uh, he yeah. wrote one of um didn't he write one of the Iron Fist uh, one shots when it was on yeah. hiatus with the seven. Yep. Uh, Okay. Oh, I never read those. The uh, five, the where they focused on each of the um. Yeah, each of the seven warriors, the immortals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. But, he uh, did yeah. the. Did he? He may have done. Did he do Fat Cobra or was that Jason Aaron? I I, I, I want to say he did Fat Cobra, but I, I can't be absolutely certain. Whatever one he did was. Collins Collins one of those guys that is is 
one of the one of the better comic book writers that that you don't know. He's and, chameleon because he, he he's, yeah he's not like 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 when you're obviously reading a Chris Claremont book or you're reading a, a Neil Gaiman book or you're reading a comic book by a certain writer that that you just you know. They have their ticks, like Bendis with the pauses or, or, or the dialogue, and everybody sounds the same. You know, yeah, however probably, you want to say Everyone's it, saying, uh, what the? Or, or no, the hell. So you oh, have, you, everybody knows a writer that has those ticks that, you know, and then they follow them. But, but Cullen, I, yeah, so he's, he's written, uh, martial art warrior. He's written a mystical western. He's written prohibitionary gangsters that also deal with, 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 the supernatural and demons and 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 he wrote a deadpool comic about wrestling with the thing i mean he's just he's he's not all over the place but it's it's, it's if, just, if, if six gun is deadwood then the damned is boardwalk empire huh. interesting it, cool. yeah yeah and david david's dead on he's 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 pretty versatile writer yeah and he loves the micronauts Yes. <laughs> How could you hate a guy like that? Yeah, he is good. Nice guy. And he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a sweetheart. When, when, he when we're sitting in Chicago with him and Michael Oliveri and, and Chris Sami. And, and no, it was it was a great night. And, remember, and yeah, he was just sitting here chilling. It was awesome. Remember back on the AC forums when I posted the picture of the oven with Colin's face in the in inside of it. <laughs> Cullen bun. <laughs> the Cullen bun in the oven. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, donkey. And he was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> down the head movie long. That's a bun in the oven. Uh, yep, bun in the oven. Uh, you want to know what I read? Of course. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Alan Moore has stepped so far beyond the bounds of good taste with this comic that it's oh neonomicon yes did, did you oh, read yeah. it I, uh, the second issue i've read yeah oh my god yeah dude it's raw <laughs> in this piece raw is way beyond that um did david and chris did you read the first issue of neonomicon no no i have not i still need to finish the courtyard okay well um the the events of the courtyard play into this you have two FBI agents on the trail of uh, this uh, Johnny Carcosa. And uh, one of the clues that uh, he dropped in the first issue were uh, Cthulhu-esque sex toys. Yeah, baby. And they, uh, the FBI doing what they do really well, trace the manufacturer or the origin of these uh, uh, Cthulhu-esque Merrill aids to uh, a place in Salem, Massachusetts, and uh, it's on the on to the average eye, it would look like nothing more than an occult bookstore, maybe a Wiccan store. It has the the Dreamcatchers in the window and the you know everything you would expect to see the the Crowley books and uh, stuffed Cthulhu dolls, but lurking in the back room is a room. Full of sex toys, but they all have a Cthulhu yeah. theme. There's they're, a, a they're not your average sex toys. No, there's there's a uh, Azathoth's pipe. There's a, a Dagon blow up doll with uh, waiting vagina. There's like very nautical looking squid esque dildos and, and say, bondage dildos gear. Like tentacles, yeah. There there there's a book called Cthorgy. 
Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the stand. So, so the two FBI agents play it cool, and they're like, yeah, um, you know, Johnny sent us, and, and he said this is the place to be if you want to get, you know, this stuff. And um, our, our heroine... Meryl Breers uh, is uh, incognito. She's got a wig on and, and contact lenses, and and she starts talking the talk, the Cthulhu esque talk. Uh, that that one line that I can never pronounce, Cthulhu Fatagan Relay. You know that famous line from the the Call of Cthulhu. And so the 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 proprietor lets them into their their little inner circle and takes them, uh, offers them to come in one of their little ceremonies so to speak and uh he brings them in uh, and the, the the place is called whispers in darkness that's the name of the uh the establishment and if you if you are up on your your lovecraft lore you you will notice that the first and second issues have a lot of events and characters and locations pulled from the work the literary work of hp lovecraft and his compatriots like arthur matchin and clark ashton smith their characters like right from there and locations so this thing again is dripping with them they bring them to the back room and there's there's a bunch of i would guess you could call average people overweight people somewhat elderly people husband and wife you got a hippie book shop worker overweight uh, another overweight woman and and they 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 start to disrobe because i guess the ceremony involves disrobing and now uh Merrill's partner Gordon he's married and he's not into the funny stuff he's also african american and it, it, again if you if you know your hp lovecraft lovecraft was initially very intolerant of 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 black people, he. Oh, I didn't I know guess, that. Okay. Yes, he was. Uh, it wasn't borderline racist. It was pretty blatant. He he okay. he was uh, walking with the jackboots early on, okay. but uh, he he came to he came to uh, lament his decision and his uh, ideas towards the end uh, about black oh, people. Okay. But anyway, you just saved me from checking this book. Why? No, I have a Tales of H.P. Lovecraft book on my desk, and I was just about to. Get rid of it, but okay. No, he. I mean, he. He somewhat turned around, turned around the air of his ways, but they they refer to him as. Uh, don't they say it? One part, Jason. They call him like the the darky or the 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 black guy. Like they're they they don't couch their speech at all around him. These people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I so didn't every, know if that was a, like I had no idea that was that, that, that was the origins of in history. Right. I just thought that was yeah everything in, in this is 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 is, yeah. is uh, Moore, I mean, has roots in, in Lovecraft. It's Alan Moore, so I mean he he knows his shit and he's done his research and it's all on the page. And Merrill has contact lenses in, and they told her you better take your contact lenses out because this is river water in this pool. We need river water to do this, so you better take out your lenses. So she's basically blind. She sees shape and color, but but not very well. And it's a neat little graphic trick. The panels that are done from her perspective are all blurred out. Nice. They're they're frosted and faded and 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 there's a Gaussian blur on them, but you can tell that she can't really see all that well. So it's basically an orgy, and <laughs> Moore just it's really neat because as you know, Moore's very specific in his um, direction to the artists. As we've seen many many more scripts, he goes into minute detail and what he wants on the page. This book is really brilliant because. The panels, except for the the second page, which is kind of the splash, 
all the panels are long are wide horizontals all of them and there's maybe four or five per page so you have these very stable very wide panels that induce this kind of feeling of security this weighty assurance that everything's going to be okay it when you see something that's perfectly balanced like that visually your your, your natural incl inclination is to look at that as it's it's uh, a, a vote of stability because that's just how your eyes work if it was a triangle pitched on its tip with the with the wide end up that's not stable so visually your eye tells you okay this is this is I'm, I'm all right everything's going along according to plan and you get these wide panels and the shit hits the fan and they just continue with the wide panels so he pulls the rug out from you there's a guy sitting at the edge of the pool completely naked okay and he goes to another guy hey uh, we gonna team up later and you don't really know what's going on because you don't know the purpose of this this uh, ceremony and he's like oh let's let's team up right now and the other guy starts sucking his dick right there on the pool right. and then you have our buddy Gordon who I would say is kind of a, a little bit of a tight ass he's very straight-laced he he, he he's he's exactly and I'm gonna spoil it if you didn't read next <laughs> Neonomicon 2 here comes the spoilers, okay? So you have women doing women, women doing men, women and men doing each other, threesomes, foursomes, and, and, uh, Gordon's like, you know what? I gotta go back to my bag. They have, they're FBI agents, so they've stored their guns in their bags. And while he goes back to get his gun, one of the acolytes blows him away, shoots him straight through the head, boom, dead, right? So you see Merrill, or, and and the events are all frosted out. She doesn't know what's going on. She's like, what the hell's going on, Gordon, Gordon? And that's when it gets really bad for Meryl, the ex, or, or the, um, she's a sex addict, or she was. She's a recovering yeah, she's a sex nympho, addict. Yeah. And this is no, Vince, not good. I was going to ask you something before you go on. Mm -hmm. um, did they Was she a character in the courtyard? Like, did they establish that she was a nympho mm -mm. in the courtyard, or is that? No, no, this, she's new to this book. Oh, she okay. Because they established in the first is that she was a recovering nympho, but I didn't know if that was stuff that I had supposed right. to have some familiarity with. Okay, but but it, so the one woman cradles her head between her legs and holds a gun to her head while the other guy, and it's really funny the way he says he says I'm going to get down with Dagon, and he just dives straight in to her crotch, and this goes on. And the purpose of this whole ordeal is to raise the orgone levels in the room. Uh, the orgone energy was something uh, theorized by it goes way back to Wilhelm Reich where uh, picture it this way if if Christian science is spiritual healing through say like a, a relationship with with Christ orgone energy is this omnipresent force in the universe where a well-lubed libido leads to better health they, they theorize that uh, through sexual energy and that heightened experience because you know as far as a physical sensation nothing beats sex and that moment that 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 orgasmic moment those little deaths that that is the the pinnacle of of human response i think uh, you know even a nail through the hand isn't as intense as a really good mm -hmm. you know what and it's really well done the way this the way they did it. She's everybody's ganging up on her. Everybody's fucking. Even the they're they're pulling the body of the the dead guy out, and one goes to the other. Hey, if you want to suck his dick out the back, I won't say anything. Like the guy's dead. <laughs> it's just so foul. 
But so uh, I guess they they increase the orgone energy in the room, and one of the elder gods shows up, and it's cool the way it's done. They 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 show it blurred out, and there's one panel that's really foul. They show the the elder gods thing. Jason, you know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm coming into the panel and this woman's face is just covered with Cthulhu spoo and there's two guys grabbing each other's yinkle and there's another woman helping with the with the Cthulhu thing it's really foul but you see a close-up of the at the very last panel is Meryl is face to face with this elder god for what we don't know and we can only surmise what's gonna happen uh, I could understand these people wanting i'm guessing the semen of an elder god has some hallucinogenic properties or some longevity um based benefit but why would an elder god have sex with humans like what is the what is the other dimensional gain on this like what are they going to get out of it we don't know but this issue's foul and it's there's no punches pulled i mean everything is right out in the open anatomy to sexual acts to it's i don't blush and i don't balk from stuff but i was reading this thinking oh my god this is foul even for me and i was loving every bit of it it's funny because you know i uh like some of the stuff you've talked about in recent weeks you know i've been i've made little jokes like ah it's not for me and uh, yeah like with the cockbone and stuff but this totally up my alley because like i just i find it totally totally entertaining like i i, I um yeah because this is almost like to me like, in the realm of, like, porn. like it's so over yeah. the top but it's realistic you know what i mean like it's not like um because there really are people i mean obviously there's not dark gods blowing loads on people's faces but there are like secret sex clubs where so you these say. you know over overaged entitled people you know overweight entitled people bang each other like and, you know go about their their business otherwise it's just like so it's just I guess I look at it like you know what you're getting into if you're reading this book, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. But but the, uh, the thing is, it's artfully done, as with all of Alan Moore's stuff. Jason Burroughs initially had a reputation of this like hyper-detailed artist, but he did a lot of noodling, really detail-heavy for the sake of detail. Yeah. But I think he's dispensing with the sizzle, and he's bringing the steak on this. Because there's really not a lot of extraneous lines in this thing. There's not a lot of wasted effort. Uh, I shouldn't. That's that's a hell of a way to put it. Not wasted effort. There's not a lot of fawning over detail where it doesn't belong, or where it really doesn't enhance the reader's uh, experience. This this is just. I mean, it's figure drawing, and it's really well done. It, from, I mean, there's a lot of genitalia in here, and they look <laughs> they look good to me. But and in body types, you have skinny people, fat people, older people, and you know elderly women, and they're all rendered really well. Like there's an overweight hippie, and he he lo- looks like an overweight hippie. I mean, the paunch yeah, is there. It's it's great. Wow, I have no idea where the story's going now. <laughs> it, it it is it's really hit the ground. I mean, the first issue was all uh, somewhat flashback to the courtyard and the events that happened there, and then you you got uh, the uh, Carcosa character and the white powder. I'm thinking the white powder is desiccated elder god spoo. Uh, yes, I don't know. Could be. Well, I mean, it, it glows. It looks like I mean, from the girl's <laughs> face, she's. She's having some good time with that, but it's yeah. This this is explicit, 
But I don't know if I'd call it pornography. Uh, well, I mean, it probably I mean, falls it, under that by definition, it, right? I mean, it has that Lynchian uncomfortable uncomfortability to it. Like a lot of David Lynch's movies are goddamn uncomfortable. I mean, you, you're watching these events transpire, and you thank your lucky stars that you are not the people involved, and that's kind of what this is. But it, it's still very artfully done. I mean, it's Alan Moore. Uh, Lost Girls was borderline porn, but it's it's erotica. This is just yeah. Cthulhu esque erotica, and wow, it's savage, isn't it? It's it's uncompromising. It's all on the page, and you got to give it up for Avatar. They don't flinch. They will publish it. I, I could see this issue maybe 10 years ago or 15 at the height of the, the comic book store bus. Remember when they were really targeting comic stores selling things inappropriate to minors? There is not anywhere on this on the covers of this issue, there's nothing that says for mature readers. <laughs> oh, that's true. Like, like, zom- like Zombie King? Yeah, no, yeah. The Avatar, I don't think, really has that on well, any of their covers. Yeah, well, I don't think Rawbone wasn't marked either, and that was pretty pretty raw so i mean it, but it's really well done you got to give it up to more he is the king of comics he knows how to write a goddamn story and this is completely captivating it's it's very foul but like i said it's the car crash you can't look away poor marilyn right. yeah i would recommend this just don't read it around the the wife and kids I was walked into a Borders uh, this last weekend and I had to I had to snicker because they uh, they had Lost Girls in the uh, in the graphic novel section. Have yeah, you read that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was it's, like, ooh, it, I wonder if it, they know what's in there. Yeah, it is great though. But it is. Yeah, it's I, funny. I, but, I, yeah, I, I had the Lost Girls on display in my uh, you know on one of my shelves <laughs> in the uh, shelf porn pictures. And uh, one of the comments on CBR was like, "Oh, you, 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 dirty perv or something." And you know, I was like, "Really? Like, I mean, like, honestly, like, like, like it's I mean, a comic book." It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, come I on. I, I mean, I don't have it yet, but it's not something that I'd shy away. I mean, not that I have too many kids up here checking out what's on the bookshelves, but yeah, no, it's it's. It's a comic book. It's a work of art. Alan Moore wrote it. The wife drew it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's porn. Just... It's porn. He knows well, it's erotica. I mean, no, yeah. he says that it's porn. Yeah, well, so he's, so he's the story of the cat dancer and 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 the aerialist yeah. of that and, and like the, so, the story you know, of O and and the, yeah, there, right. there's a fine line between erotic and porn. And, no, he is. He said it's pornography, and he's proud of it that it's pornography. And I'm not saying that it's that it's that it's wrong or right, but yeah, he was pretty adamant that no, it's 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 porn. And right, but what is it? What is it when your porn is magnificently written? I think the intent. He said it was really good porn. Right, but isn't yeah. the intent of porn just to um, arouse, yeah. just for just for the sake of arousal, yeah, I mean, look, where there, you're getting there, cerebrally there's stimulated? There's and then there's star whores. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're in the mood for one, sometimes you're in the mood for the other. It, 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 there are pornographic elements to it. I mean, yeah, obviously, but it's so goddamn well written. But yeah. I, I, I prefer the one, the three volume. Do you guys have the three or the one? I the one. Uh, I like the three. It's it just has a better. It's more imposing. The one is is nice, but this three is freaking huge. It's like a big old erection on your bookcase. Nice. 
That's what my bookcase needs. Yeah, Yeah, my bookcase needs erection. Should we? Yeah, I think. No, maybe. How long did we go before we? we, No, we we, had about twenty minutes where we were waiting for. Oh, so we're we're still good. We we got a good fifteen twenty minutes to go. Jason, why don't you remind them that uh, we are deliberating over the uh, logo contest? Uh, Well, Vince, you just said it, but uh, yes, I will echo you. We 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 have closed down. The, I mean, the thread is open for people to comment on, but we, we stopped. If you didn't submit by the end of last Thursday, you can't submit. And we are still deliberating. We have, um, I guess if we take people a little bit behind the curtain, we each uh, sent unsolicited um, our short lists to each other. And the good news is there was some overlap on a number of items where we all agreed should be on the short list. So I think that makes winnowing down a lot easier than I had feared it might be. But we are still deliberating amongst that shortlist to decide who is the winner and what, if any, there will be for you know possible runners-up and what we might do with some of those images. So um, hang in there, folks. We will, uh, you know, I know we said we'd have a winner this week. We, we need to take a little more time, but maybe we'll have something next week. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think, yeah. Maybe yeah. next week. Well, we want to oh, make sure uh, we... But on that front... Yeah, on that front, the 11 O'Clockers, um, we have also begun internally putting together our categories for this year, and we're pretty much, I think, ready to roll in at least in the next day. I'm done. I'm ready. Let's do it. Well, I know you're done, but I'm saying in terms of if we want to add oh. or change any of the categories, <laughs> once we've finished that up, I will post a, a forum thread sticky that uh, so people can go about submitting and uh you know as in years past you know we'll keep a tally of those and they will go into the uh the voting and and um we'll you know help determine the winners of uh the 2010 11 o'clockers uh when when we do our show what is usually what in january or early february so get ready to vote bitches bitches i don't know what i'm gonna vote for i'm so torn it's a lot of stuff man it's almost like the uh, the Oscar push towards the end of the year. The, the mm-hmm. comics people seem to have the same thing, where they'll put out these monumental works towards the end, like Duncan the Wonder Dog, out in you know October, late, early November. Oh man, and yep. you got to give it the consideration it deserves. But four hundred and some pages, I'm I, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yep. Yeah. You know what, Vince? Sometimes the comics you get the comics, and sometimes the comics get you, man. That's right. I want no. this one to eat me alive. Take me, Duncan. Take me where I'm going to go. Right. Wherever you want me to go, I don't care. I'll hey, follow David. you. Yes. Did you read Her O's? No, but I'm hoping you'll tell me about... Wait, was it Her O's or Her Elds? <laughs> well, there is Herald's without a... Apostrophe. Without a hyphen? Okay. A hyphen, rather. Um, and then there's Heroes, which is heroes with a hyphen in between. And that's what, that's She-Hulk and... and yeah, what so... What are you talking about? Well, what? I ordered... You know, the, this was uh, the year there was the Women of Marvel Comics yeah. thing going on for a while there, oh. where they had some female-centric stuff going on, and there also the female variant covers and stuff. So, from DC, from InStock Trades recently, I ordered a bunch of stuff, and one of the things I ordered were um, Marvel Heralds, which was one of those miniseries featuring some of the female characters, and then Marvel Heroes, which is another. Um, and I didn't really know much about either beyond some of the initial solicits and the creators. Figured I'd give them a try, um, and I read them both this week. And one I found quite enjoyable, 
the other I thought was frankly an absolute epic mess. Uh, epic mess. Like epic mess. Um would you care to guess which was which? I don't know who worked on which, so I'm just going to guess. Uh, okay, uh, we'll play. Uh, that's good. I'll tell you. Um, Her Rose is, um, first of all, the, the, the these are both the collected editions. This is a this was a four issue limited series. Uh, I believe after reading it that it, it I mean it's clearly not in the Marvel six one six. It's 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 a digest sized and it looks by all by all uh, accounts to be part of the Marvel Adventures line of all ages comics. Uh, its writer is Grace Randolph, who I was not previously familiar with. Uh, art, both uh, pencils and uh, inks by Craig Rousseau. Um, and this book also collects, after the four-issue series, the Savage She-Hulk number one, uh, written by Vince's favorite, Stan the Man, and uh, uh, pencils by, by a genuinely one of our favorites, John Buscema. Yes. Um, written in quotes. Uh, that's what I said. Uh, so that's who wrote Heroes and Heroes. Now, Heralds was probably the more heralded, no pun intended, uh, book. And that is, um, this came, the other one was a digest uh, trade. This is an oversized trade. Um, actually, I don't know that what they call this one, but it's it's bigger than the premier hardcover. It's more in the size of like those oversized. Like the Ultimate know, Collection? Yeah, yeah, it's that size. Um, this collects Heralds 1 through 5. It was a five-issue miniseries written by Catherine Eminen, uh, wife of Stuart Eminen. Uh, illustrated by, and I don't know if I'm saying this right at all, but Tonchi Zonchik. Tonchi Zonchik, yeah, okay. Um, with also like art in some of the... Um, it, it, Tony Zonchik did, I think, the first two and a half, three issues, and then James Harron and Emma Rios each did an issue. Oh, uh, so, um, knowing what you know now, what do you think was the one I adored, and which one do you think was the one I despised? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to go. Oh, you're blowing up, dude. I'm, I want to say Harold's was the one you enjoyed. Okay. But I might be wrong. and I, I, I Only because I like Catherine's writing, and I enjoyed Marvel Divas, which Sandra illustrated, and... Uh, and I like Rios. so that's I'm going by what, just going by the descriptions. What I would like between the two, I, what I've seen of um, Heroes, I wasn't wowed, but it might be cute to read. I don't, I don't know, but I, I'm probably wrong, but I'm saying Harold is probably the one you liked. Anyone else want to guess? <laughs> I'm just gonna say the other one then. Yes, yes, Chris guys is right. I I thought Harrow's was very, as David said, he put it well. It's very cute. It's um, it, it's another. Think of it as an Elseworlds, a what if story. It's a completely different universe. Um, it's sort of like a teen. If it's what if the Marvel universe was turned into a teen Fox TV show? Um, you've got you've got Wanda. Um, I not want to rather. You've got Janet Van Dyne the Wasp, who is, uh, you know, at high school, and she she's got wings and powers, and her her father. She's mad at her dad because he made her move to this town, and she has trouble making friends. And um, lo and behold, as it turns out, in the same school, her her best friend, who's kind of a a, a nerd too, and a tall, you know, kind of a tall, little bit unattractive girl, turns out to be Jen Walters. Who, of course, is the She-Hulk? You've got the cool girl, aloof, rich, cool girl who um, 
who is Janet's uh, enemy for much of the book, which is uh, Namora, and uh, and and then many other female uh, uh, heroines mixed in. Um, and the premise of it is essentially that these girls are all in the school because it's, of course, happens to be a small town in New Upstate New York where they're doing um, a lot of different testing with the military, and their dads uh, have been, you know, called up there to, you know. Uh, help either deal with these girls' powers or to, in some cases, are scientists responsible for some of the powers. And uh, it was just a very, I thought, fun, cute, innocent little take on, you know, mashing up those two tropes. And I thought it worked. I thought the artwork was was terrific. I thought the pacing was terrific. And, uh, you know, it just, it wrapped up. It basically set the table for there to be more of this if people ever want it but certainly it didn't leave you wanting i mean it it, it had a beginning and you know beginning and end it's just it kind of did its thing and sort of at the end you're introduced to another potential heroine um who happens to be one of my favorite female marvel characters i, I won't say who but but uh, it just uh, it was a pleasant pleasant little throwaway book that uh you know it was it was pretty cheap it was all ages and i i, I enjoyed it now harold's again i think Stuart eminen's getting quite a bit of praise of late um you know this book spun out this definitely takes place in the quote-unquote 616 it was a spin out a bit of sword which is a series that was short-lived but i know we we praised quite a bit um and is effectively the reintroduction of frankie ray uh nova to the marvel universe um i don't know what it was maybe i wasn't in the right mood maybe i just didn't have my thinking cap on that day but i i genuinely found this to be an incomprehensible mess from start to finish. Like I, I genuinely couldn't understand <laughs> from panel to panel sometimes why things were happening the way they were happening. Um, I, I thought the characters were portrayed in completely different ways, literally in adjoining pages. Um, David, I know you said you like Tonchi Zanchik's art. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if maybe the, the, the is it. I don't even know if it's, it's not highly detailed. It's I don't, yeah. I, don't I mean, line is, is, sparse, is it a female but... or a male? Is it a man or a woman? I don't even know. I, I don't. But whoever Donchick draws uh, Emma Frost with just just like a long, skinny, yeah, emaciated woman, and yeah, and, that's and style. Uh, just draws She Hulk like she weighs. 110 pounds and and has butch haircut and and just uh, just really lacking in in finishing details which i guess is is as much the to to blame of the inker as 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 the the penciler but but um i i just was just mystified and then they i don't know if zonchik something happened in terms of scheduling or artwork or 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 health or or whatever but they like i said they they switched art to two different artists after that and while certainly I like Emma Rios's art in in general, um, I thought she did a great job on the Strange miniseries. Um, I, I just thought in a five issue mini to have three very different artists doing the book was very distracting, particularly in a collected edition where you're reading it all in a row. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I all, other than the fact that I know that it starts off at Emma Frost's surprise birthday party where Slim has her in Vegas hanging out with uh, She Hulk and uh, Abigail Brand and Valkyrie and Photon. What any of them ever have to do with each other is beyond me. But apparently they're girl, they're they're girlfriends in this case. Uh, they start off at a Vegas party and end up somehow bringing Frankie Ray back. I, I other than those two things, I have no idea what else happened in the book. 
Like I, it, it, it's mystifying to me beyond all words. So is uh, Susie in it? Susie is in it. She is in it, and I don't think Susie is. I don't think Emma Rios is the right person to draw Sue Richards. Let me put it that way. Um, okay. But dude, I'm telling you, if 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 other people enjoy this, awesome. I'd love to hear from you because I. Uh, this is probably one of my least favorite Marvel reads in years. Wow. Like, that's how much I dislike. So, wow. Um, to the point where I think I got fit this for 50% off, and I feel like I, I got left money. I overpaid. They owe you money. Yeah. So, this will probably be going in the box to whoever wins the logo contest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Thank you. You should have maybe uh, sold it a little better there. <laughs> hey, there were other, other podcasts that praised the hell out of this book, so I, I may be alone in this. I, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't connect with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy, there's incentive. You you dig it when other podcasters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it when other podcasters dig yep. shit. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, it's getting even bigger, isn't it? First, <laughs> buddies not podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got. What? No, you got to end on a better note than that. Oh, we <laughs> will because we got to do the in your travel, so then it'll be okay. Updated. All right. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and funny book-related stuff at huge Wumba discounts, 35 up to 75% off. Yow! And here we go, positivity. And it's it's kind of strange because I did slam this uh, originally, uh, issue 251. Wasn't all that pleased with it. But I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy it, but at least go out and look at uh, Famous Monsters from IDW. It's issue 252. Uh, yes. It's a step in the right direction. It They have begun to capture that old Famous Monsters feel to a certain extent. Well, a hell of a lot more. Wow. Than, uh, a, lo- after, a lot after you eviscerated the yeah yeah wow. i know it they're getting there they're getting there you were, I, you were, I thought you were going to be like sending like explosives <laughs> in the mail to idw after no that. no no they, they obviously have learned from their mistakes and they are listening to the commentary because this is not all that visually unappealing it's getting there and and let's encourage them for taking steps in in the right direction there's there's uh, an article on the aurora model kits there you go that's a step in the right direction uh along with the walking dead article there's a really cool article on clive barker's night breed Ooh. yes with a um guy davis not um not guy davis yeah i think the, the cover is guy davis listen to me I'm, yes, Guy Davis did a Nightbreed cover. There's uh, also a William Stout cover and a variant cover by uh, Bill Selby, which is really cool. But, you know, Lugosi's in here. You get your Scream Queens. There's uh, a little eye to the convention and the fandom edge. There's a lot of neat stuff. They still have that goofy, faux, glamour photography in the back selling T-shirts that goes on for like eight pages. But... They're just, yeah, it's only eight pages, but the rest of it, it's getting there. It's pretty damn solid. So, uh, and then another good thing, this issue was $12.99, $12.95. Another good thing, it's now bi-monthly and they've dropped the price to $9.99 for 80 pages. Bam. So, yeah, that's, that's good. This is, um, $12.95 for I think a hundred and, 10 about 120 pages so it probably is still the same cost per page but at least you're not 
forking over 13 bucks every two months. So yeah, check it out. Famous Monsters of Filmland. They're getting there. <laughs> no, don't hate it. That's what I'm saying. Give it the benefit of the doubt. Go, if you're, if you have a history with the magazine, at least go to a comic shop and look at it just to see. Maybe you want to buy it. I would saying encourage. Don't hate, observate. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to be all Vince like on this one. I've got a couple. Um, in your travels, um, go uh, to the iFanboy Don't Miss. Uh, from this week, and uh, you can check out my uh, my chit chat with Jeff Lemire, and then and then run, don't walk, run, and pick up Superboy number one because I got to read a preview copy of it, and and it's 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 pretty fantastic. It, it, if you can imagine, uh, Jeff brought everything that that you loved about Essex County, and he brought it to DC, and Smallville is in a lot of ways Essex County. Uh, but it's got it's got super powered characters running around in it. So so check out check out Superboy. And I owe a big big thanks to um, uh, to Ford on the forums. Um, he was uh, offering to send someone the uh, um, the Parker portfolio from Darwin uh, yes, Cook. Yes, and yeah. I and I and I jumped up and and was a greedy bastard and said I would love to uh, love to get it. And um, and he sent that and uh, and a big old stack of Chase comics. If you remember the series oh, Chase, wow. he gave those to you. Yeah, they're too yeah, good like, for you. Like the first got <laughs> eight nine issues, and then that's, and then uh, what? Chase, Chase one million. Um, that's all of them. Which is is yeah, it's uh, Jage Williams the third yeah. art, and uh, mm-hmm. this week what it's DC is releasing. Um, like a little mini trade for like eight bucks that has uh, the first issue, like the fourth issue, and a couple other a couple other stories from the run. So they kind of cobbled together um, some issues and put that together. So you can you can pick up you, some some of that stuff. Do you still have the cards in them? Yes. Did he send you the Batman issue? The the which first? which uh, which, which issue is that? It's a Kelly Jones Batman issue that starts it off. It's, I, uh, I think it was during maybe one of that aftershock time, the after cataclysm. The, yeah, after the cataclysm or something. Yeah, but Kelly Jones was still working on it back then. I think so. Yeah, she popped up in Batman first. The the first what? the the lead into the Chase series comes from in Batman, either Batman or Detective, one of the two. Well, I'm um, I read the first four issues, so I have five through nine, and then uh, oh, they're and then great. DC, and then DC one million. I'm loving it. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on, it's a blonde secret agent. So is that, that what's the know. show Leave It to Chase is based off of? The new no, show? The- no. I got a whole not. They did a bad job. Well, no, I mean, it's- I honestly haven't seen the show. I just uh, I don't. Okay. No, it's uh, she's a. Uh, uh, Isn't that show about a blonde? Like, yeah, it's like, but yeah, it, it's US like Marshall. it's yeah. it's NBC's attempt that uh, looks like in plain sight or something, just not okay, done as okay. well. Yeah, yeah, in plain sight meets what's not even close to justified. So right. yeah, I, I watched a half hour of that and then and then went back in my it's room. Like a half and, hour more than I bought. Yeah, and, and, and then 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 watched uh, Justified uh, reruns. So. <laughs> there you go. Coming back in, uh, but but super big thanks to Ford. And honestly, i I wouldn't have I wouldn't have asked for him to send it to me if I knew that he lived in freaking Australia. So oh, he sent shit. all this stuff 
from Australia and probably took out a, sec- a second mortgage on his house just in postage. No doubt. So major, major props. Thank you so much. I know who Chris is going to be a secret Santa for this year. Oh, uh, in your travels, I mentioned it during the DCBS box rundown, although I didn't get to everything. But um, one thing I did read before we got together tonight was Incognito Bad Influences, mm-hmm. number one, uh, written by Ed Brubaker, art and letters by Sean Phillips, colors by the phenomenal Val Staples, and yeah. hey, he's good. Uh, he's good. This is uh, <laughs> picks thump, up thump. picks up where uh, where we we pretty much um, left off with the end of the first Incognito series. It's been a while since we've heard anything about the Incognito universe, and and uh, Brubaker has a little page where he kind of explains that. Um, he was caught up in some work, and and Sean was waiting. But while uh, while waiting for Ed, he decided to work on uh, Dark Tower, and and so now that the band's finally back together, and and they're um, they're moving forward, and and uh, the um, uh, what call it the what call it <laughs> yeah no the, the 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 Incognito movie is still in in the process of being made and oh that's and cool by, by Fox so that's that's still being worked on but. The book itself, um, we start off with with uh, with Zach behind bars, and uh, we get kind of caught up on what led him to being in jail. And and Zoe Zeppelin is here, and and Vince will like it because there's some boobies. Boobies, and, uh, yeah, I love boobies. But it's uh, I, I like the storytelling going on here. It, you gotta love. Sean and Val working together. It's it's the first issue of of the new of this volume of, of the new miniseries for Incognito, and it's uh, it's the the first trade is out, the first collection, and and you know if you want to get caught up, if you're not familiar with this universe, then definitely check that out. But uh, it fleshes things out a little bit more, and and you find out that there are other people that are. Um, that work for the organization as Zach works for that were infiltrating uh, an enemy army and may have gone native and and now Zach has to get them back to the team. You know, it, it's it's setting something up for for something that looks really neat and and I don't know if I could say fun because it's not like this is a Spidey book or anything, but this is uh, right. it's it's good stuff Why are you getting all long-winded at the end where the hell were you early on i know I'm trying to fix my router yo 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 did everybody go no no you no. didn't go i'm sorry Jesus. Jesus. glad you glad you care <laughs> yeah because in your travels he was going to recommend uh, heroes what seriously <laughs> i alluded to it in the intro when i was tiger boss but uh do yourself a favor and Pick up Mr. Mi- Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Michael Kupperman's Tales Designed to Thrizzle. Oh. Yep. Uh, I, I just received issues five and six in the mail from Fantagraphics uh, and read issue six uh, actually just before we sat down to record. Uh, issue six is in color, uh, full color, which is a departure from the other issues. But uh, it's uh, great stuff. I think we've mentioned it once or twice on the show before in passing. Yeah. But Awesome stuff. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you get the adventure, adventures of Mark Twain and Albert Einstein. You've got 
you know, Richie Rich parodies. You've got Jungle <laughs> Princess parodies. It's just, it's just awesome stuff. I mean, I, lo- I love where his his mind, wherever his mind goes, oh, he writes. Yeah. It's a place I love to be. So uh, is that that's a testament to a good comedic writer that you can say Richie Rich parody, and if you've read it, it makes it makes you giggle. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's really funny. So, uh, and also, uh, it was unfortunately backordered for me, but it will be coming soon. They did just put out a a hardcover of the first four volumes of Tales Designed to Thrizzle, um, which I have not read. Yeah, that's so been I, out for a while because we did something on that. Well, yeah, I, yeah, you did. You did. Something. Oh, it was a hardcover I we almost, talked about. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I I haven't. But I did read five and six, and they're fucking hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, if you're constipated, go get Tails Designed to Thrizzle because it'll make you shit your pants. It's so funny. There you go. Yep. And if you're going to have any kind of surgery, maybe a root canal or an appendectomy, and you need to be knocked out, go get Superman Earth 1 because that oh, shit will put anybody out. <laughs> oh, did you read it? Had to go there, didn't you? Did no. you read it? Oh, man, it is lame. Lame. Is it really? Yes, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm sorry. Oh, no, i got to read it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, but it's it, JMS and shit. No, nah, it's it's bad. It's bad. I didn't oh. like it. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that at the end. But we need to get no, a laugh. Are, are we really sure? JMS was who was the uh, who was the woman who uh, was was co-writing with some of his stuff at Marvel, The Strange, and and uh, and she she was Fiona something. It, it was. I what? I have The Strange too. Where uh, it was just right here. I could have told you, but I moved it. Damn it. Oh. Right. No, yeah. it's, but I'm, I'm wondering maybe he didn't actually write it then, and it was just well, his name for such like, a high-profile book. Patterson. No, I mean it sold a lot of copies, and yeah, it sold a lot. Well, of yeah, copies. it was in bookstores and stuff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of. It's lot Superman of, in a hoodie on the cover. What's not to love? <laughs> Come on, I get it. Ouch! Thank you for being here with us. We'll be back next week. We love you so nice. much. Go kiss Wait. somebody, anybody. Your mama. Yeah, you've got a mama. Kiss somebody else. Now. <laughs> go, pet, go pet your dog. But we'll be here, and we love you. And, and don't use this episode as your benchmark, but... but uh, <laughs> well, the first well, hour, maybe. Uh, leave an iTunes review for us. Uh, I thought this was a... Yeah, we, this was fun. I, I enjoyed ah, this. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. What up? Watch Walking awesome. Dead. Sunday nights, 10 o'clock, real time, AMC. Real time. Yeah, yeah it's no, awesome. No, 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 no. Central. Disclaimer. It's fantastic. Oh, we need the disclaimer. Oh. Ah. Uh, views expressed by the members of the show, callers, guests, and the occasionally intercepted transmission and events are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of 11 o'clock comics. We talked about Walking Dead for over an hour. Deal with it. That's right. While alcohol is often consumed and consumed often on the show, there are currently no laws <laughs> prohibiting drinking and podcasting. Bourbon. Mm-mm, good. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of 11 o'clock comics is strictly prohibited. And that part was just for just Bill. All content presented in this program is the sole property of 11 o'clock comics and Vince B's left foot. And yes. this has been an 11 o'clock comics production copyright 2010. Yay. Damn Jason, I, just, I, I, didn't, I didn't use the word. Remember no, the word, sure the word from the from the Urban yeah. Dictionary? You did not. No, you did not. Smang. 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 Is that kind of like what's up, it, Smang? No, it's a combination uh, of smang. smash and bang. When uh, when when the booty's so hot, you gotta smash it and bang it at the same time. They call it smang. 
Yeah, I, I was gonna Jules say yes. Yeah, they, they, they're in the pool and they're smanging all over the place and they're getting into. So but like, one didn't would say, say like in Neonomicon, that dude was smanging that other dude. Yeah, Cthulhu, the 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 Cthulhu was smanging her right in smanging, the face, smanging that girl's mouth. I guess, yeah. Mouth. Right. But I ruined oh, it. So. There you right, go. Mouth, mouth. We love you. Bye. Map of the Philippines. <laughs> Looks more like Japan, the Japanese islands. <laughs> Bye. Later. Just a man in his magic box, he's hypnotized and bulging. A prisoner of his own slop, a fiery hound of hell is heading straight for me. But it's okay, I invited him.